Free Talk Live. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program. You're, as always, invited to join us here and take control of the airwaves. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. In the studio with you tonight, you've got me, Ian. And nobody. And Chris. And, of course, you can, again, bring up whatever you want. We also have our Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. You can hop into any one of those, and then you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. So, uh, Chris, you and I just got back from our local cryptocurrency meetup that we have here in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, or in and around Keene, sometimes we go a little, we take a little journey to a nearby town. Yeah, there's a couple of places outside of Keene yeah. uh, that, that have crypto, crypto. in nearby yeah, villages, crypto. mostly. Uh, and so, but most of the time we're in Keene, and, and there's a little Indian food place here that takes cryptocurrency, so we went there today and uh, had a nice nice meetup. The reason I'm bringing that up is because last night on the air, we, we kind of tuned in uh, here and there to the city council meeting as they were preparing to vote and yammered for you know an hour and a half or however long it was that they oh, right. talked about uh, voting on a mandatory mask law or i guess ordinance would be is what it's called here that has uh it did pass last night so you know i wanted to hear what are these counselors saying what are their you know reasons for voting for this that sort of thing and of course it's you know total total obedience total fear uh they voted 12 to 2 in mm. the Keene city council there are 15 counselors so one Who person was two? missing uh i'd have to look it up okay. for you i don't know it, to our audience it doesn't matter anyway it's just the the point yeah, is it just it passed me <laughs> yeah the point is it, it did pass and uh you know i no one is surprised i mean it was pretty much an expected thing that i mean is, it keen is terrible hard left yeah authoritarian when, town when it comes to stuff like this they they'll they'll and it's funny even even when the people are against it you know like the majority in keen are against it they'll still pass stuff that's authoritarian well but, they want new laws so badly they break the law to pass they them sure because do. They this do. law is not enforceable uh the smoking ban uh, oh, it's well, enforceable. The, the smoking age, no, probably not, yeah, they'll, not they'll, enforceable. They'll enfor- well, enforceable means you're going to win in court. Didn't they raise the smoking age statewide? Yeah, they did. So I think it, they it kind of defeated the the whole. But it was ordinance. illegal when they did pass it. You're right. Yeah. They they passed a thing mm-hmm. here in because in for listeners that aren't familiar in New Hampshire, it's not a what they call home rule state. So cities and towns in New Hampshire aren't allowed to just pass anything they want. They can only pass ordinances that are within a very specific set of circumstances or 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 statutes that authorize mm. them to pass. But they still do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what they did with the old synthetic drug ban five or six it, years ago. They passed that illegally. It, and, mm. and the problem is that you know once they pass something you know they're the cops will come out and right. they'll ticket you for you know whatever it is and then it's up and then to you got to fight, it, to in fight it in court even if you win most people don't fight it therefore no. well that's why you got to have people in town who have the stones to do that and we are here yeah and i mean true, there's there aren't enough of us there's certainly people here that that do um but yeah it's it's one of these things where you know there's only so much you can fight i mean sometimes you're not even a violator of the particular ordinance in question you know it's like if i don't smoke am i supposed to start smoking and i'm not underage i'm not under 21 how do i violate that how do we how do we you know take that up to a court when you know there's nobody we had a guy uh, we had a guy named uh graham here uh for a while He's, he's still around he's local and I uh, actually ran into him again a couple days ago. But uh, 
he was uh, he was misguidedly in support of the idea of banning some of these spice products. Mm, this was um, a while back, right? Uh, yeah, years back, years interesting. back, when they first came out. And and I was just like, Graham, don't make me go smoke that crap on the square. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is bad for you. Have a heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, you can you can be against, you know, you know government tyranny, government uh, controlling people, uh, while at the same time, time thinking that what they're trying to stop is not good and it's not something you would do or advocate for but that doesn't justify the violence that they're using to achieve their objectives right now what they're going to be able to do here is put pressure on the business owners so they've they've written this as smart as they could possibly write it they are not going to be writing tickets to the individuals who are not wearing masks in the businesses the new rules say that you have to wear a mask Unless you've got a medical exemption, basically. So there's one way out for for some people who want to use that. Uh, But if the business owner, if you walk into a business without a mask on and they say, sir, you're going to need to put a mask on. City council has said blah, blah, blah. And then you say, I've got a medical exemption. Then everything's supposed to be okay. They can't get ticketed for that. But if you just walk in and you're like, no, thanks. And you, you know, walk in anyway. And somebody calls the police maybe another customer for instance Hmm. and the police come in there and you didn't say it was a medical exemption then they will write a ticket supposedly to the business owner you know which doesn't sound legal does it yeah it doesn't but i have to wonder how many times police are going to get called where somebody said they had a medical exemption to the business owner whoever called didn't hear that they didn't know know, or wasn't aware that that was an exemption right and police are just going to be you know effectively your tax dollars at work you know wasting you know resources showing up you know Finding out what's going on. And the other thing is it's a HIPAA violation because they're not supposed to be asking. I don't don't know. I don't know if it's a HIPAA violation because usually that it's a violation if you ask them what the medical exemption is. Mm. I'm not even sure it would apply because generally speaking, HIPAA has to do with uh, companies and operations that deal with medical data and stuff of that nature. Well, it's people in possession of your medical information. And as soon as you tell people you've got a medical issue, they're in possession of your medical information. I suspect it's probably a fairly weak case or weak argument. Well, it's the same reason. They can't ask you what your issue is if you have a, uh, let's say you've got a service animal and you're trying to get on an airplane and you say, I've got my service animal. They're not allowed to ask you, well, what do you have the service animal for? What's your condition? They can't ask that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not no, sure if whether that's it's illegal or not. HIPAA. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure that's HIPAA though. There, there's maybe it's ADA. Other, yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't know. Well, it, whatever the the federal rule is, right, right. It's also just bad policy, it, right? It, like you don't want right. to ask your customer to tell not. you about their problems, right, right, in front right. of other customers yeah. or at all. I, it, mm. I just have a, a little bit of an issue with people saying stuff that they're they don't understand what it is that they're saying and they're wrong, and it just makes it you know you, it makes people look stupid, and it's like. Well, that's it, like you, here you, you have a good argument, maybe, here the but less you you're, say, you're the citing the wrong, the wrong law. It doesn't matter, because here the less you say, the better. You don't have to cite a law. You just don't answer. If they ask mm. you what your problem is, so, you don't answer that question. Well, I mean, they're not, they're, I, mean, I, mean I doubt anybody's going to ask. That's but, what I'm saying. Yeah. They shouldn't be asking. Right, right, yeah. Okay. Mm. But well, if they in, do, in this you shouldn't order, answer. Well, and and I would say the thing to do otherwise. is if we're going to waste police time... Then waste as much police time as you possibly <gasps> oh can. Keep calling them. Sit, wait yes. for them to come out, and then when the police get there, say, "Well, I'll tell you so, that I have a medical issue." I, but I wasn't. I decided not to tell them. I, ah. I, you know, I have to also wonder. It's like you know, by the time the Great police, point. if the police bother to come out, which I suspect they probably won't, not um, after a while, right? Mm. But you know, 
you know, even if they do come out, is the is the person who was there who supposedly wasn't, uh, you know, said whether or not they had or, you know, violator, right? Is the violator even going to still be there is another question, right? You go into a place, you order food and you leave right away. There's probably a good percentage of cases where if police even showed up, they're they not there in time. Yeah, right. Yeah. They wouldn't even have they wouldn't know who it was. They wouldn't have the evidence. They wouldn't have any of the things that are needed yeah. in order to, you know, ticket somebody really. So that's what's happening right now. Uh, So this is day number one. This went into effect last night. It was passed last night, went into effect immediately. Uh, So this is day number one on the uh, mandatory masks. Not a single person at our crypto meetup was wearing a mask Mm -hmm. at any point. Um, I don't believe the staff uh, was either, which is wonderful. Um, Yeah, Indian Korea doesn't usually, they don't usually have masks on when I go in. Um, There there are people. I mean, I don't want to throw them under the bus. And I hope we didn't just do that. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, But yeah, there are people who come in with masks, you know, pretty regularly. So Mm -hmm. every other customer. Was was masked up? Yeah, that came that, in that while we were wow. while we were there. Yeah, yeah, but that's not uncommon for that place. It's uh, it's a liberal um, group of people that tends to go there, right? So like people who more tend to be, hmm. I would say, it, just based on the look of the people that that eat at the the curry restaurant, I'd say most of them are lefty. You know, it, it is interesting though because they're never wearing masks. You know, the people who that's work true. There. Um, so it's kind of it kind of begs the question of you know uh, people coming in wearing masks. It's like if they're if they're con- if they're actually concerned, they probably wouldn't eat there yet that's a great point and i think that they probably are are cautious enough or understanding enough to where they don't want to hurt their business i think that they realize that the indian place doesn't get a lot of business right it's never packed it's never very busy so maybe these people are compassionate enough folks to where they're just like they don't want to cause muhammad a problem yeah (laughs) the owner uh, because they don't want to lose their curry indian right it's the only indian place left in town the other one shut down so uh i mean if they call the cops then it's gonna it's gonna lose them their their indian food yeah yeah 855 450 free like freedom you can join us here this is free talk live Free Talk Live. You may dial toll-free here. Bring up anything you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. Bitcoin.com. That is where you can go to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, which, by the way, just celebrated its first or excuse me, third anniversary Uh, earlier this month. It was August 1st that Bitcoin Cash separated from original Bitcoin. It was the very first time that Bitcoin had its its first schism. and it was you know, successful. I, I have to say, I wasn't really so uh, too sure about Bitcoin Cash originally, and mm-hmm. and it kind of grew on me over time with really? uh, BitPay, you know, Bit, BitPay accepting it and then supporting it, and then uh, and any pay. and then any pay, and so everybody takes everybody who takes Bitcoin basically is taking Bitcoin Cash now. So it's like it's one of the most mm-hmm. useful, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies yeah. out there. It's not as common on the dark web. No, and, that's true. And it's I not a privacy coin. Why? It's not a privacy, not a privacy well, coin. Well, neither is yeah. Bitcoin. That's true, but Bitcoin was there first. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I mean, by the time Bitcoin Cash hit the scene, Monero was already out. Monero is a great privacy coin yeah, that Monero, most dark websites now support. Yeah, Monero, Monero definitely uh, wins as far as the. Yeah, I mean, you're going backwards if you go from yeah. Monero to Bitcoin Cash for privacy. Dark web. Yeah. Uh, well, you're going backwards for privacy, but that's, that's I mean, almost never my big biggest concern. Sure, uh, but but if you're talking about privacy, you're going backwards, and that's the most important factor, right. and that's what you're looking for. So check out Bitcoin.com, though, because Bitcoin Cash is well-positioned as oh, a yeah. digital form of cash. It works great. Um, I paid with uh, Bitcoin Cash tonight at our crypto meetup, and it went fine. 
So check it out at Bitcoin.com. So uh, the toll-free number, if you want to join us here, it's 855-450-FREE. We just kind of opened up talking about day number one here with the mandatory masks now in Keene, New Hampshire. Um, I was supposed to talk with an attorney today about suing the city of Keene. I just was so busy I didn't get a chance to give him a call. But it was mm. his intention to call me or I was supposed to call him or something like that. So he's mm. interested. It's the same guy who actually sued the city of Nashua over their mask ordinance down there. Now they lost, right? Um, I'm not sure what the status on that uh, on that trial is. I, I don't know if that was like an initial motion that they but lost the, or if it was the full-on okay. trial. Yeah, I don't that's know. a good question. Um, I, I should the, ask him that. Though. So I think the judge ruled against them um, finally, and so it did go into effect. But I don't know. I don't know if it that was just like an initial ruling or I don't know. Either. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'll know. ask him about it. It though. is a good question though when mm-hmm. I t- when I talk to him. So that's another possibility is to actually sue the city because again they're not able to write tickets. Under this particular ordinance mandating masks, they're not able to write tickets to the individual who doesn't have a mask on. They will Mm. only write tickets to the business that is allowing people without masks or their employees to not have masks or whatever, right? Mm. Like if you don't have masks in the business, then they can write uh, tickets as long as people uh, don't have medical exemptions, supposedly. And so that means that only, it seems like it would seem like the only people who would have standing to sue would be business owners. Right. right? I, I would agree with you on that. From my assessment of it. I, I mean, why not just if you want to go to a place where people wear masks, there's plenty of them. So oh, yeah. why not just go to those places well, they don't want and let other people go other places? But they don't want choice. They say mm. this is about public health. In fact, the uh, one of the city councilors even used, he seriously used the terms, if it only saves one life okay. in his oh, interview. Good God. You, know, you know the craziness of this is like the numbers just don't, uh, you know, they just don't make sense. There was, there was a, I forget what the phrase was, but there was a quote in the, it was the article, a central article, or it was maybe in the actual language of the, the bill, but it, it, like the, just the whole thing didn't make sense because, okay, so what people have to understand is like, okay, maybe somewhere else that maybe there would be some rationale to this, but in Keene, New Hampshire, this is a very isolated area, a population of 23,000 people. Um, and basically the number of infected infections here is really super low. I think it was well, like all your logic and numbers don't matter to these people. It's all about emotion. I, it's I about know, the, the, the feeling that something bad yeah, could happen. Right. It's about we want to push you it's, around. It's, yes. it, but it's like it's 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 an irrational fear. And it's not to say that there aren't places. And by the way, uh, you're somebody who worse, has but, worn a mask. I mean, oh, you're somebody saying right, that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So and it's, a, it's irrational <laughs> anywhere. I mean, look at the numbers. A hundred thousand dead. There's three hundred and twenty million Americans. So that makes one out of every 3,200. So New Hampshire is actually on decline. It's one of two states actually on the decline as mm-hmm. far as infections go, which is humorous. And then and then Cheshire and Keene specifically is like one of the lowest in the state as far as infections. So this whole idea that they had to put in... But um, here's what use, Randy use Filio said. He's one of the... was ridiculous. This is the guy whose idea it was. Yeah. So he saw one of the city councilors who, by the way, if you ever saw the... Um, if you ever saw the Colbert report on Keen, where they did the free Keen squad, oh, yeah, the yeah, Robin yeah. Hood thing. Yeah, that was hilarious. Filio is the city councilor that they interviewed as the sort of the representative of the council on that one. So if you've seen that before, this is the same guy. Yeah. That same guy says here, quote, I'm very pleased that it passed. If we saved even one life, then it's a heck of an ordinance. You didn't, you moron. <laughs> Do the math. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um 
But yeah, he yeah. said if, right? He doesn't. But he know. didn't. Yeah, he yeah. absolutely didn't. He wants to believe that it will or that this, it could. This is the same mm-hmm. rationale and logic that leads to more people dying. It's it's absolutely insane when you have uh, when you create a dangerous situation as a result of passing laws. You can have the opposite effect in which you're claiming to have yeah. the intent of. Um, it, it, and this happens all the time. It, it's this is just. I don't know. I don't know. You know that it's going to end up with somebody dying because some cop decides to shoot somebody. You know, over the masks. But you know, you increase the risk every well, time you, you pass. Know, they don't have to because you know you only have so much time and attention to be careful about things. So if you're going to be careful about this, then guess what? You're going to run out of time and have to play something else fast and loose. And whatever it is, it's more likely to call to kill you than this fake pandemic. If you want to join the show, you can. Your thoughts are welcome. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Let's change gears. Actually, related story, but uh, different different place, different situation entirely. Sturgis is about to get started. You know what I'm talking about? Sturgis, South Dakota? Yeah, bikers. Big, big bike festival. Like, Mm. it might be the largest one in the United States. Interesting. It is. Yeah, it's it's humongous. And, you know, bikers... Like, a lot of those guys don't like to be told what to do. Oh, yeah. Okay? A lot of those guys are on the road because they like independence. They mm-hmm. like being free. They like the feeling, the you know, the wind through their hair. They like to be in a place like New Hampshire where there's no helmet law. I don't know if mm. that's the case in South Dakota. It wouldn't surprise me if they also had a no helmet, but I don't know. Uh, but, well, if there's a couple thousand of you, you can probably get away yeah, with it. I bet you you yeah. can. <laughs> uh, not just a couple thousand, but in this case. Beat that cop like a redhead stepchild. 250,000. <laughs> Thousand people are wow. expected uh, in Sturgis now, unless they just don't come out because of COVID, which we'll see. Uh, the They're st- not known for their cowardice. No, exactly. You know, you know what happened is they just won't enforce it because I That's mean, right. it, it, it's just yeah. Well, I don't even know. I don't think they have a mandatory thing in in Sturgis. Anyway. Oh, okay. But the point is, if they did, I bet you they just wouldn't enforce it because this, yeah. You, I mean, or if you're going to enforce it, it's going to be sporadic. You know, um, most people will you know be fine. Yeah, they're um, not going to do it. They're not going to. They don't have anything to enforce. And nor I agree with you. If they did, yeah. they would back off because there's too many people. They they backed away from the 420s here in Keene when there were over a hundred people there. Yep. Uh, so if you can get a thousand people, I mean, you can almost do anything that you want uh, for the most part. Now, we're going to tell you a little bit more about Sturgis and what's happening there, what the government uh, guys are doing. But regardless, this is going to freak a lot of people out because there's going to be 250,000 people together in the mm. same place. None of them are going to be social distancing, I, I guarantee you. That's twice as many masks. who has died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 855 450 free. Like News from Bitcoin.com. Twitter hacked. Bitcoin blamed. NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace will soon have a Bitcoin logo on his car. Banks will make $18 billion in fees on COVID-19 relief funds. Bitcoin Cash still lets you control your own money. PayPal confirms it's developing cryptocurrency capabilities while still shutting down accounts of crypto users. Bitcoin.com is your source for getting started with cryptocurrencies, getting a wallet, buying Bitcoin Cash, mining, and all the latest cryptocurrency news at news.bitcoin.com. Subscribe to their channel on YouTube. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in-line rooms over at discord.freetalklive.com or discord.lrn.fm. Either one 
We'll get you to the same place. Now, uh, I want to make sure you know about Divi. It is a newer, easy-to-use cryptocurrency that we've been promoting here on Free Talk Live. From March, uh, mid-March to mid-July of this year, Divi went up in value over 10 times. Now, of course, Divi could continue to go up, could go down again, you never know. But their goal, obviously, is to increase its value. And their uh, jump, the price went up in, in correlation with their beta wallet that they released at around that time. So maybe that's the reason why. And uh, you're saying it, it increased by tenfold, not it increased on ten occasions? No, yeah, tenfold. <laughs> uh, from what it was in mid-March to what it was in mid-July. And it's still up quite a bit. Uh, so check it out. Go to DiviProject.org. You can learn more about it. So far, we're pretty happy with our decision to hook up with Divi a year ago. You can go to DiviProject.org. Begin earning Divi by starting a masternode or staking Divi. They even have a lottery for those who stake the coin as well. You can uh, learn more at DiviProject.org as we continue talking about what's going to happen in Sturgis, South Dakota. There's a major biker festival that goes on there. And uh, this story, by the way, from the Houston Chronicle at cron.com. Health officials are still warning against even small gatherings and states with relatively low spread are ordering visitors from hotspots to self-quarantine. But come Friday, and that's today, about 250,000 people from across the country. By the way, this was published yesterday. So uh, are expected to start descending on a roughly 7,000 person community in South Dakota for one of the biggest motorcycle rallies in the world. A 10 day extravaganza so deeply rooted that Sturgis even calls itself the city of riders. So it's the tagline of the you know, of this little town. The mayor of Sturgis says there's not much to do but encourage personal responsibility. They're going to set up sanitation stations and give out masks, though face coverings will not be required. Mayor Mark Carstensen said Thursday on CNN, quote, we cannot stop people from coming. Well, I suppose you, you know could try. You know encourages personal responsibility? If you leave people alone and when they make mistakes, they pay their own consequence. They learn from the mistakes. Uh, exactly. Worried residents, however, say officials should have canceled the Sturgis motorcycle rally in a state where Republican Governor Kristi Noem requested or rather resisted stay-at-home orders and mask rules. Wow, kudos to uh, South Dakota in that cl- uh, in that case. Yeah, she actually dealt with this pretty well. And last month, they welcomed another mass event, President Donald Trump's 4th of July weekend speech at the foot of R- Mount Rushmore. A city survey found that more than 60% of Sturgis residents wanted the event postponed, according to the Associated Press. Sturgis resident... Linda Chaplin warned city councilors earlier this summer as debate raged, according to the AP, quote, This is a huge, foolish mistake to make the host of, to make to host this rally this year. The government of Sturgis needs to care most for its citizens. My grandma is absolutely terrified because she has diabetes and is in her 80s and has lupus, another resident told CNN. She could be someplace else. If she gets it, it's oh, a death wow. sentence, she said. Yeah, I mean, here's a recommendation. Don't go to the bike rally. There you go. And You think a couple of people might die in motorcycle accidents, too? I mean, that yeah, does happen. That happens. I bet, I bet you, part of life. I bet you more people will, at the very least, be injured by motorcycle accidents during Sturgis than will come down with or die from mm. uh, What are the suicide numbers since, uh, since they started the uh, lockdown? Um, well, you know, we've heard sort of anecdotal reports that the suicide reports and calls to suicide hotlines are up, but I haven't seen reports on that in several weeks, if not a couple months. So you may want to check into that one, nobody, and see if there are any updates on, uh, on the suicide numbers. 
But the spectacle in South Dakota's Black Hills is a hugely important one to the local economy. It brings in $1.3 million in city and state revenue, uh, in tax revenue, last year, according to the Argus leader. A mayor's letter overviewing Sturgis describes how the city, quote, comes alive, unquote, with a half a million visitors during a typical August rally, suddenly transformed into the largest community in the state with concerts and races. And they're saying half a million would be your typical attendance, so if 250000 and show up that's half of the normal size of sturgis on june 15th city council members voted eight to one to forge ahead with the 80-year tradition according to a local news outlet so that's really interesting too because you know an event like this with a quarter of a million people expected to show up that's something you can't exactly cancel even if you wanted to Right. Like, what are they going to do if the city council decides to vote instead of eight to one to go forward? If they voted one to eight and didn't want to go forward, are they going to block off the roads to the town? Well, I guess they could take a cue from New York City because they are actually putting Mm. up checkpoints in New York City. But that's not going to go over real well with a lot of the people in South Dakota. I mean, they tend to have a more of an independent mindset uh, in in those states. Right. Like Montana, South Dakota, Wyoming. I can just imagine the traffic jam that's going to. It's going to cause if they oh, try to yeah. block roads off like that. Well, when I mean, you have two hundred fifty thousand people coming to your town. What's the difference going to be? Already, there's a huge. Got to be a huge traffic jam anyway. If you got two hundred fifty thousand oh, yeah, people absolutely. coming into a town of seven thousand without roadblocks. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, I imagine they're staying in hotels, towns and towns away, right? Like, there's no way there's enough hotels in Sturgis uh, to, uh, yeah. to to handle two hundred fifty thousand people. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, there's probably a lot of camping that's going on. There's probably a lot of hotels uh, going on. A lot of Airbnbs. Probably got to be a combination of all of that. All of that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So you're going to have a huge load of traffic coming in anyway. And so you're going to have to bring in all the state police. You're going to have to bring in, you know, every cop you possibly can from every surrounding town to deal with 250,000 bikers. This this ain't your average crew of, uh, you know, skinny Antifa protesters here. You're talking about some burly guys and gals probably that are riding Harleys and are, you know, not happy about your BS covid rules so the city council in a lot of places if they could have would have put a stop to it so we just for instance right now mark edge our co-host was supposed to be broadcasting from dallas texas but the dallas mayor put the cancellation just came down and told the venue right uh it was a young americans for liberty event that was supposed to happen this weekend canceled oh that was in texas dallas texas Ah, yeah i thought that was in washington dc there was going to be one in washington dc in march of this year oh, okay. but that different, was also canceled different uh, different one okay. that was canceled at the beginning of the covid situation or maybe it was early april but anyway it was early on yeah yeah it got canceled and it was canceled like a week before it happened this one uh, was canceled like four days uh, you before know it happened. and that's just so annoying because they won't give you your money back for hotel rooms and some, things like that well, right yeah sometimes you won't get your money back but some of the tickets can be forwarded to like the next year if they're yeah. going to happen next year i mean year. but usually the the biggest cost of a lot of these events is the hotel rooms well right the, and what about canceling your airline like that yeah what about how do you do that like you probably can't if you I can order tell you this. on the internet i got a ticket uh from american airlines outrageous amounts i paid for a ticket to go to uh, the mariana islands and i was supposed to go in mid uh february like right when the whole china yeah. thing started to to happen and hong kong airport which i was going to fly through got flights canceled so my my flight was canceled. Yep. I wouldn't have been able to go even if I wanted to at that time. I contacted the company that brokered the deal online and they said, "All right, well, we'll put in for your refund. It's been 6 months." Yeah, I I haven't I gotten a refund. It. 
I uh, yeah, I had I had a similar situation with a hotel in Boston where I, I couldn't get the money back, and those, those from a convention that was expensive. canceled. Yeah, and it was uh, it was it was basically it would have been the last conference uh, wow. that I was would I would have been able to attend, and it was uh, it was funny because I I was coming from another conference on the West Coast to the east coast drive across country and you know we had a week to go and it was canceled basically but i couldn't i couldn't out back out of the hotel room so you just had to pay for it yeah yep. i just stayed i tried they yep. they reached out to the manager and everything for me uh the intermediary but no, yeah no there's a hotel in uh new york city that we stay at during the talkers conventions that has been canceled it f- first was postponed to october it was normally going to be in june they postponed it to october now they canceled it um and luckily that hotel is they're nice enough to forward the credit to next year so we can't we can't get the money back yeah but they'll forward a credit and so, I mean, can... they're still around next year if they don't go out of business <laughs> well i mean they probably have a better chance of survival it's actually a catholic run um it's in manhattan it's a catholic church run hotel interesting here's the key you don't have to pay taxes oh wow in new york city really if you've ever if you've ever slept in a hotel room and board taxes or is that just no taxes taxes or no taxes they don't have property taxes we need to start a church hotel yeah it's amazing uh so you can actually get a hotel room now it's rustic (laughs) for 180 bucks a night in manhattan that's like $100 wow. less than every other hotel. Yeah, uh, that's cheap. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. You can join us here. we got more on Sturgis coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. What do you do when 250,000 unmasked bikers come to town? Hmm. You let them. That's what's right. happening in uh, in South Dakota with Sturgis getting ready to kick off, apparently today, the massive, massive, maybe the largest biker rally. Uh, I don't know if it's on the planet. It probably is the largest one on the planet. If I'm wrong about that, let me know here. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. If you've ever been to Sturgis, you want to weigh in on this, uh, I think it's great news that... Uh, and again, supposedly getting started today. So this story was written at uh, the Houston Chronicle yesterday. So we don't have a report yet on what is actually transpiring. But I imagine it's a lot of partying because it's starting to, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to start to get dark pretty soon. Uh, there's probably a lot of people getting drunk, a lot of beads, a lot of uh, a lot of breasts. Um, you know, those sorts of things are likely going to go on and uh, people are going to have a good time. And you know what? If a few people get sick as a result, they're willing to risk it. They're mm-hmm. willing to come and do what they want to do and enjoy their life and take the risks that are associated. As you already pointed out, mm-hmm. nobody, you're already taking tremendous risks by getting on a motorcycle. I mean, I, I there's so many people who've gotten a motorcycle who've wrecked the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even count. But yeah, Ian, I've, I've wrecked three. But yeah. Ian, it's it's not about it's not about you. It's about other people. Yes, that's what they keep mm-hmm. on saying. Yeah, well, maybe those other people could be someplace else. Maybe mm-hmm. there could be some place in the world where they haven't taken all of the fun out of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, apparently Sturgis. This is this is why I am in New Hampshire. It's explicitly because of this mentality that safety at any cost. You know, is somehow justifiable if it saves just one child or whatever. <laughs> well, just and, to give you an idea, too, it, on the chances that this idiot saved one life. Um, you're referring to the ordinance in Keene, New uh, Hampshire, that passed. To the ordinance in, in Keene, mandatory. New Hampshire. Well, if if Keene is average, it would experience. It w- um, it's not when it's the not. U.S. was at a hundred thousand deaths. It would have experienced seven. Mm-hmm. 
So what are the chances that one so, of those seven people... I, statistically, <laughs> yeah. um, I believe there's been zero in Keene who have died and one in Cheshire County. Yep. I heard it was two, but whatever. Two, one, two, either way. It's, 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 I mean, the, the, okay, so and again, the, how the many of these people were, like were 80, elderly 000, and infirmed, right? Like, how many of the people were dying? It was elderly. Uh, at least the one person I'm or aware obese. of that died was elderly. Okay, a lot of the people who were having, the ones who were having problems are obese people and sick old people. Those are the people who are having the, the problem with COVID. And, and you also Mostly. have to remember that the panic mongers, as usual, are lying. Yep, because they, are. they don't count people who die of COVID. They count people who die with COVID, of other which is things. not the same thing. That's right. If you have a cold mm. when you die of cancer, it's not the cold that killed you. So let me give you a little bit more here from this story from the Houston Chronicle. Uh, they've interviewed some hand ringers in the town of Sturgis who are worried about their grandmother. Uh, so-and-so saying that if her grandmother gets it, it's a death sentence. But the spectacle, according to Cron.com and South Dakota's Black Hills, brings in over a million dollars in tax revenue to the city and the state. And think about if it's a million dollars or $1.3 million in tax revenue, What's the total amount of money you know, coming into the businesses? It's got to be, you know, over a dozen, you know, million. You know, a lot of money. I, you know, I could actually kind of get behind this lockdown if it actually resulted in states going bankrupt and, and you know, going away. But unfortunately, that doesn't states work like that. don't go bankrupt. Cities go bankrupt. So Yeah, and then they get a bailout. Or Look then, at Detroit. Right, right, and they don't go away. So nope. it's... No, it's, Detroit's yeah. still there. It's in you know, shambles as far as the city is concerned, but uh, mm. you know, as far as its population is concerned... On it, June, it, the only reason it's still there is because nobody's come along, swept it up, and thrown it away. On June 15th, <laughs> city council members voted 8-1 to one to forge ahead with the 80-year tradition. Speaking Thursday to CNN, Karstensen, who's the mayor, said the rally has been a difficult decision. He noted the city will be expanding a program to deliver supplies to the homes of those worried about the virus. So what you need the city to do that? Aren't there no. people so living in Sturgis who could like do that? There's job? private uh, organizations, uh, companies. Uh, you can you can get online right. and, and place an order. You can make a phone call and, and get deliveries. Um, there's both. And if there isn't, somebody can start one. There's charities uh, that also do deliveries as well. Right. Um, if if you're in such a position and you need it, you don't necessarily need government to do these things. This is something you know that they've told you. You know we need government for it, but it's it's a lie. He noted the city will be expanding that program, saying that there are no guarantee or excuse me, no, no quarantine recommendations for bikers from hotspot states. And leaders are, quote, just hoping people make the right choices, unquote. Visitors have already been flocking to the Black Hills amid the pandemic, he said. Backing up local bureaucrats' decisions is the governor, who has been disdainful of coronavirus restrictions throughout the pandemic. Uh, the governor, Nome is her last name, said on Fox News Wednesday that her state has successfully held other large gatherings, including the Trump event at Mount Rushmore. She says, we hope people will come. Our economy benefits when people come and visit us. How many, how many were at the Trump gathering i can't imagine it was that many uh if it's trump it's a lot really oh dude wherever trump shows up it's thousands well thousands I it's not gonna I mean, be thousands be nothing size. compared to you know 100 or 200 yeah it's people. not gonna be sturgis size yeah. but it's probably tens it may be tens of thousands okay uh that wouldn't surprise me i don't know you can look it up Ch- I'm tens sure. of thousands is getting up there look up trump rally uh mount rushmore and it'll probably give you somebody will have an estimate but uh so kudos to this governor I mean, for actually saying, I don't, I don't normally give kudos to governor types very often, but mm. for this governor to actually say, we hope you come. Yeah. Our economy benefits when people come to our state and, you know, visit. Wow. Uh, yeah. Speaking the obvious, but 
that's refreshing in this day and age where most governors are like, don't come here. We're locking down the borders. We have police that, you know, we're forming checkpoints. Uh, we want to know who you are. We want to know where you're going. I, we want to know if you're self-quarantining. I was just amazed what uh, what New York City did to their uh, to people who are traveling uh, to New York City. If you're entering New York City mm-hmm. from outside, they're apparently stopping people at the bridges. That's right. Uh, Starting uh, two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked at the And they were form. already doing it in airports. Yeah. I looked at the form that you have to fill out. And oh, really? They're, they're demanding all sorts of personal information, like oh, your I birth bet. date and stuff. Stuff that's entirely unnecessary. Yep. You better do it or else um, you're going to be in trouble, yeah, mister. Yeah. Unnecessary, you know, to They want to know where you're staying, their objectives. Too. They want to know where you're going to be so they can find you. Yeah. They can yeah. Check on I, you. I, I, can, I can understand to some degree some... You know, some action uh, potentially, but it shouldn't be, you know, at the point of a gun. So uh, going on, average new daily cases reported in South Dakota. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed a bit here. Governor after governor, Democrat and Republican turned to stay at home orders earlier this year. We had one here in New Hampshire. Uh, Governor Sununu who calls himself His Excellency in the orders that uh, are written. His Excellency, our King Tyrant, ordered a stay-at-home order back in, what was it, March? I think it was mid-March when we started doing the uh, nightcap events, which, by the way, continue. I believe we're on week 19 tonight with tonight's nightcap, which kicks off this evening in the Central Square at Keene, New Hampshire. So if you're in New England, come on up uh, if you want to have fun. still haven't had a moron show up and ask us to wear a mask. Not a single one, actually. Uh, we were targeted, though. We were targeted, but... Well, we got parking tickets, yeah. but we beat them. Uh, two of four have been beaten so far uh, by being dismissed. The other two, I believe, are still trying to get theirs dismissed, but they don't, you know, they don't live in town, so it's probably not as easy for them uh, to do it. One of them works in town, but he's always working, so like he can't get off of work by the time the city hall closes. I wonder, I wonder if we can challenge it by sending a letter in or something of that nature. It might be worth a shot. Yeah. So, according to the story here, uh, governor in South Dakota actually called these other governors a herd mentality and Mm. said that such a move was not right for her rural state. She said South Dakota is not New York City. A South Dakota pork pork processing plant soon became one of the country's biggest coronavirus clusters in the spring, but cases eventually dipped and the sparsely populated state did not shatter daily records this summer like many southern and western states. Average new daily cases in South Dakota have risen in recent weeks but remain under 100, and the state records an average of one to two COVID-19 deaths per day. And again, we we already know that those numbers are inflated. Uh, The concern, what happens when tourists pour in from around the country when the virus is still spreading out of control? Benjamin Aker, the president of the South Dakota State Medical Association, said to CNN that he's worried but insisted the rally can be held safely if people follow recommendations such as social distancing. (laughs) (laughs) So is this this an outdoor rally? Uh, It's everywhere. I mean, it's mostly outdoors, right? If you you ever go to a bike rally, there's one that happens in uh, Laconia here in in New Hampshire. I think you – maybe it was Bob that went with us one year. I don't know if you went. I I, I haven't been, actually. There was um, one year where we went from the Porcupine Freedom Festival because it happened at the same time. It probably was. Bob. This year, though, they've they've uh, 
I know that they pushed it back to like September or August, I think. So okay. I'm not sure when they were planning on having it. Uh, but that may be worth checking in to see if they're actually pushing it back or canceling it mm. here in New Hampshire. But it's going forward in South Dakota. And this uh, head of the South Dakota State Medical Association saying that people should follow social distancing rules. I hope they don't. I believe the bikers will do whatever the hell they want to do. And I suspect you're going to see only a spattering of masks, if any. If you're up in Sturgis tonight and you want to give us a call, let us know what it's like in the streets there. Do it. Our number is 855 855- 450 free. That's 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. Coming up, how many Americans would be willing to wear goggles in addition to masks? We'll tell you about it. (laughs) The young lady from the rescue delivered happy, and I panicked. She was missing hair, stinky, scabby, and I thought, what did I get us into? The cause of his issue was poor nutrition. It was neglect. The other owners didn't care enough about him to give him the nutrition he needed. But I have a vet that I trust, and she recommended Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I ordered the first 90-day supply, and within a couple weeks, his skin started clearing up. He didn't smell. He had more energy. He just had a glow and a bounce about him. We've been using Dinovite for the last year, and happy the rescue dog is happy the healthy dog. I tell all my friends who have rescues to give their dog the chance at a new start with Dinovite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. It's going to pay off for you and your dog for years to come. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We are kicking off the second hour of the program. And, of course, as always, you can take control of the airwaves. Uh, It's Ian here with you in the studio. Nobody. And Chris. Now, of course, you can uh, bring up whatever you want. We were just talking about Sturgis, South Dakota, going forward with their epic motorcycle rally that happens there on a yearly basis they didn't cancel it they're going forward and then again how would you cancel two hundred fifty thousand people coming into your town it's one thing if you've got a convention happening at one hotel where there's only a few thousand people expected to attend then you put the pressure on the hotel and you say cancel the convention and then nobody shows up but if it's a bunch of bikers staying at every hotel in the town every airbnb in the Mm. town every hotel outside of town uh that's a lot hard and just camping out that's a lot harder to to stop is this uh, you know i'm curious is this like an organized rally or is this something that just happens every oh i'm sure there's organization behind it yeah yeah you can't just bring can't just run around with a million and a half people and have things just work out well certainly organize i mean certainly there there are somebody's bringing in porta potties you know things like that yeah yeah i mean i'm just i'm just thinking like there's still like I mean, obviously, there's there's people go on vacation usually during the summer, and so mm-hmm. you, you do have people, large groups of people who are in an unorganized fashion doing something, right? Sure. So I don't know that that couldn't and be something that occurs. And there's a lot of disorganization, you know, right? Like right, there's, right. In a, at a, with a rally that size, 
there's probably some sort of official Sturgis rally organization that yeah. tries to do whatever they can. But then each bar is going to do their own thing. Right. They're going to have a you know like so if you've got a bar in Sturgis, you probably want to have a band out front or inside or whatever. You you know you you have deals with extra parking at the church across the street. You know so each individual is probably doing whatever they need to do to make sure that they can make this work. Mm. Um, so with the, with an event that large, there's a lot of self organization that's going to go on. Yeah, I think. So, if, again, if you want to comment, especially if you're in Sturgis this weekend for the rally and you want to let us know, is it different this year? Are there people with masks on? Uh, you know, what's the uh, the attitude? Is it very similar to previous years, meaning that everybody's just acting normally? That's what I would bet on. I would bet you're going to see very few masks. I bet it'd be like the Fork, Fork Fest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival were this year, where during the Porcupine Freedom Festival, I think you could count the number of mask-wearing people on one hand. Yeah. It was like maybe five of them out of 600 total attendees. It's probably That's probably about... Right. Yeah, so about one yeah. percent. There was definitely. Uh, wearing, I, I definitely saw a couple of people wearing masks, but most people were not. And by the time the week was over, some of the people who had started the week with masks on had ditched the masks. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. So there was some of that too. But I, I don't. I think some of those people were making a statement mostly. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure that it was, uh, you know, entirely like, you know, they were concerned so much about their own safety or anybody else's. Well, no, I, I mean, I don't know what each of them believed, but I did have a conversation with Varen Swearingen, okay. who is the former uh, Free State Project president. He was he wearing was a mask? doing some social... Well, at the beginning, apparently, he was wearing a mask. I did not see him in it, but I had heard that he was wearing a mask at the okay. beginning. When I ran into him, yep. to him, it was like toward the end of the week, and he was Presumably refusing... You asked him. He was refusing handshakes, so that's how I noticed that oh, something okay. was up, right? Like, I extended my hand to him, and, and he kindly, you know, kindly yep, refused yep. it. Um, and then I said, oh, yeah, I'd heard you weren't, uh, that you were doing the distancing thing and you know he's a pilot so he's probably got to be extra careful or whatever and, and he seemed genuinely concerned yeah. about uh about the, the covid thing but most of the people at, at the porcupine freedom festival definitely did not because most of the folks who were concerned stayed home well right yeah absolutely which and is it, there the was smart definitely thing a to do. smaller turnout this year than there has been but it wasn't small i mean by no means it, it wasn't was still small it was a, it was surprisingly large yeah. i think uh, yeah. in, in some respects but i yeah. was really happy with the turnout this year yeah, me too. it was great uh it was a great event and i'm sure they're gonna have a great event up in sturgis as well again our toll-free number is 855-450 free so recently we played a clip on the air of this fauci guy this uh head boss man of the government goons in dc with the doctor fauci anyway he was talking to some other doctor apparently or at least some woman in a, in a lab coat on abc news and actually made the statement that if you want to be complete and i'm paraphrasing but he, he basically said if you want to be complete in your protection you should wear goggles this guy is nuts he's he's a liar he's switched positions i don't know why anybody you know believes him i mean it's, he's got an md after I, his name yeah i mean i i understand like people's concerns about the coronavirus and and everything i understand that but what i don't understand is why people are listening to a guy who has you know this is the same guy if i'm not mistaken who said you know masks are um you know you don't need to wear masks they don't do anything for you know the average individual and then later they flipped and that now they're saying oh masks help like hold on a second we knew that wasn't what your, your statement wasn't true when you made it originally that masks don't help and now you're switching to oh masks do help it it just it, it just boggles my mind 
Yep. Well, he's with the government, and some people believe everything they say. That's just how it is. Well, but how do you believe what they say when they're when they're contrad- they're contradicting each other? You're paying attention. And you know why? You know why they initially said, um, you know, masks don't help. I mean, we know because they you're didn't... asking people to pay attention. I, I know. I know. Yeah. I, just, I expect too much. It's Carlin has the answer to this. Consider how stupid the average person is. And then remember that half of them are even stupider than that. Yes, this is so very true. According to the results from YouGov, 30% of Americans, almost one out of three of them, are, quote, very willing to wear goggles to stop the spread of COVID-19. I mean, this is this just gets even stupider because we also know that the, the main infection points are not the ears or the eyes. The main infection points are the nose and the mouth. So well, why would goggles help? Okay, so according to Fauci, on his little interview, he pointed yeah. out that there's mucous membranes or whatever in your eyes, so you could receive, uh, in theory, yeah, in the virus theory, through but your that's eyes. Not you're not a... gonna you're not gonna spread the virus through your eyes, right? You're spreading <laughs> right. that allegedly through your your saliva. I mean, uh, if, spittle. If, if if okay, okay, sure. It's possible, but like the risk is super low relative well, to right. your other orifices. But also, even with your other orifices, the I think it was the New England Journal of Medicine at one point. Now they've res- they've rescinded this, but at one point yeah. they same they came out and said that even without a mask on, if you you basically have to be standing in front of somebody within the social distance, so within six feet of them. Mm. And talking at, with them for like 10 to 30 minutes before there's any kind of significant risk yeah. of any mm-hmm. kind of transmission yep. whatsoever. Yep. And that's with no mask, wow. you know, within 10 to 30 minutes. So, yeah, if you if you got a yeah. mask on and the other person has a mask on, then you're, you're dramatically reducing any kind of chances. Again, the chances you're ever going to die from this are next to nil anyway. But now they're saying so. So, again, he's like he's talking to the, the completionists, the ones who are totally afraid, the ones who you know want to be as safe as they possibly can. He says wear a mask, and apparently 30% of Americans, according to a, a YouGov poll, are yeah. very willing to wear goggles. <laughs> they say that what made America great is that the, the cowards never started and the fools died on the way. Mm. Unfortunately, once they made the place comfortable, the cowards and fools they caught up with a vengeance. They sure did. Mm. It's really sad. Um, although I will say this. Walking around in Keene, New Hampshire, I have yet to see anyone wearing goggles. So if 30% of people are saying they're very, quote, very oh willing to wear goggles, they aren't yet wearing them. You know what? I oh, oh, I wish I didn't wear glasses. I need to get I need to get goggles. You know, they make goggles with, uh, with prescription with prescri- you know, I might have to get my yeah. pair, self a pair just, just for the hilarity of it. Get them now, because if this gets popular, they're going to start going up in price. <laughs> yeah. They're going to run out. Uh, while an additional 25%. So again, you have 30% who are, quote, very willing, and then another 25% of Americans who are, quote, somewhat willing to wear goggles. So that's a total of 55% of Americans who are in some way willing to wear these goggles, somewhat or very willing to wear goggles. 13% of Americans are, quote, somewhat unwilling to wear the goggles, while 23% of Americans are, quote, <laughs> very unwilling <laughs> to wear the goggles. Is now, my... now, do glasses work, too? Are, are glasses okay? Will they will they be sufficient? Those are wraparound glasses. He's got, those are, like, right up against his head. I mean, th- there's no real space. So, just yeah. for our listeners that don't know, our roommate just uh, walked in with goggles and a mask on. He's being silly. But he's got the, he's got the wraparound <laughs> uh, glasses. So, there's, you know, they're pretty tight against his face right? there. Right. 
yeah, that may qualify as uh, as goggles. Toll-free numbers, 855-450-FREE. Oh, and another 10% of Americans don't know how they feel about the goggles. So, if you don't know anybody who's sick, it's not an epidemic. Only about twenty, only 23% of Americans are, quote, very unwilling to wear the goggles. So less than a quarter. 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom. You can share your thoughts here with us. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom. It's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms at discord.lrn.fm. And also want to make sure that you know about Divi. Uh, actually, I think I already mentioned Divi earlier <laughs> tonight, but I'll tell you about it again. You can go to uh, DiviProject.org and learn more about it. It is a cryptocurrency that's got some pretty big plans, including a big uh, wallet release that uh, we still don't know when it's going to be, but they are finally in their beta, private beta testing period on that. DiviProject.org. Uh, it's Ian, Nobody, and Chris in our studio here tonight. We've been talking about the uh, situation, first of all, in Sturgis with 250,000 bikers expected to come into Sturgis, South Dakota this weekend, many of whom I suspect will not be wearing a mask, thank goodness, because they actually are people who understand what risk-taking is, and they understand that in order to have an enjoyable life, you ought to take some risks. Otherwise, it's going to be pretty boring if all you do is what the government allows you to do and what is supposedly, quote, safe. Now, for those of you who are absolutely obsessed with safety, which appears to be a common uh, viewpoint these days here in the United States, well, now apparently 25 or excuse me, 30 percent of Americans are, quote, very willing to wear goggles to stop the spread, they believe, of COVID-19, while an additional 25 percent are, quote, somewhat willing to wear goggles, 13 percent somewhat unwilling and 23 percent are, quote, very unwilling to wear the goggles. So you only really have just over a third of people who are on the unwilling side to uh, to wear goggles. 10% say they're not sure. And then about 55% of people are very or somewhat willing to wear goggles. Your thoughts are welcome on this. Let's go to Footloose. He's on our Discord line. And I, I didn't screen this call, so hopefully it'll sound all right. Footloose, are you there? Hey, what's happening? Can you uh, hear me all right? You lucked out. Yeah, you sound great. Calling from New Hampshire. What's right. on your mind tonight? So um, I was calling to discuss a march that I'm trying to organize basically across all these different groups. Before you get to that, before you get to the march, I'm curious. You live in the the bigger city there in uh, in Manchester. Have you seen anyone wearing goggles around town yet? No goggles yet. Okay. And, yeah, next you're going to have to sleep with them, so. (laughs) All right, so tell me about this march. Uh, What are you trying to put together? So, yes, this march, uh, the idea here, before I get into it, because, you know, there's some people that don't agree, they they, uh, they attack it for, you know, irrational reasons, in my opinion. But the march is to make a point and display a concerted effort across at least uh, five, uh, five cities now, I think. So Manchester, Nashua, Concord. Uh, Portsmouth, so for, and Keene, mm-hmm. right? And basically, all we need is about a hundred people in each city that are going to march up and down the downtown area and zigzag across the crosswalks 
you know, people are like, you're stopping traffic. We're not really stopping traffic. We're slowing it down. And we would do that for one day for one hour. Before we do that, we're going to notify the governor. We're going to invite him to the event, any one of the events. And the point here is, why are we doing it, right? There's no list of demands or anything, but we have questions and concerns that have been entirely unaddressed by his excellency he's refusing to answer or respond to any emails calls to his office or anything like that so this mm -hmm. thing is intended to progress week by week so the second week we would do two days uh for you know two hours uh then three days for three hours and if he doesn't respond by the third week the fourth week i would envision camping out on the state house lawn and waiting to catch him around the corner um <laughs> now know, wait a minute Do, does anyone know if he's actually even working from the office at the state house because that's what for listeners that don't know the governor's office is inside the state house uh here in new hampshire is he actually going to work there or is he working from home too uh, we heard that he's going to work. Hmm. You know, he does all these little photo ops with his Patriot mask and everything. But, mm. um, yeah. And so the goal is to get him to answer his emails. What are you trying to accomplish here? Yeah, answer his emails, respond to people's serious concerns. Uh, and where's the science? You know what I mean? Behind this, the, the, there's already there's plenty of science proving that masks are ineffective and actually can make it worse. I mean, I go into places, I went out to eat today. There were no mask Nazis at uh, Red Arrow Diner, mm -hmm. but you know, the, the staff got these masks that they wear all day, obviously they're yep. cloth masks. And the lady I'm talking, she grabbing the thing and, and touching Moving it. it around. Yep. I didn't see her wash her hands or anything like that. Like, nope. I don't care. I didn't say anything, sure. but it's the point that it's disgusting and this is like spreading it more and people are catching uh, funguses right. and, and, and bacterial infections on their faces and things like that from not changing. Yeah, it's a great point. If indeed, hours. if indeed it's true that the the mask advocates are saying, well, it's best if you wear a mask on your face to protect others from getting, you know, spittle on you, right? But if these people are touching the masks constantly and then they touch things after they've touched the mask, then they're getting the spittle all over the things they're touching. So it's absolutely absolutely having uh you know no no effect and it could be as you point out actually making things worse and and they're not right. unaware of this because that's what they said at the very beginning most of the don't thing touch it. world yeah. Ho world oh. health organization said most people don't even know how to use a mask it's not going to help yeah right but, uh, now so, they're lying. i mean there, there was there was a study that a doctor did um or a scientist, whatever, where they took two separate Petri dishes, they coughed on one without a mask, and then they coughed through a mask into the other one. The other one had a dense colony off in the corner, the, the, the non-mask one had a dense colony in the corner, and the other one had just speckles all over the place. So it doesn't stop anything. The whole thing was a small colony, which is obviously going to build into a bigger colony. So the masks are completely ineffective. And then there's this meme that I've been sharing, and it makes a great point, serious question. You know, where are all the biohazard bins if this is so contagious for all the gloves and the masks? Hmm. They're all over the street. Yeah, I've you seen know? them blowing like, around in the streets for sure. Yeah, so where are all the biohazard bins? And people have commented, because I've commented on the governor's page, and they're like, yeah, well, we, we, we forgot about that. We, yeah, yeah, oh, oops, yeah, I know, oops, we forgot about that. 
So you actually and I talked about this uh, earlier off the air and regarding what you had described as the Ouroboros uh, version of this particular protest, which I thought was it's an interesting proposal. Uh, the idea being if you had enough people that you could just keep walking and essentially hold up traffic for an indefinite period of time. And I'm generally against the idea of holding up traffic. I think it, it tends to upset people and it's not going to win uh, hearts and minds, even of the people who would otherwise have supported you. But then at the very end of our call, I said, well, maybe I could get behind this if there were a break in the people so that the traffic could move. So that way they're only held for a few, you know, a moments while the, minutes. you know, five, or minutes, five minutes or whatever. Minutes. Yeah, while enough people are traveling through the, uh, so then it's just people walking across the street. They're not blocking it continuously. Uh, and I'm wondering, nobody, how you feel about this. Uh, somebody else who's in, been involved in a lot of protests. So uh, we'll continue here in just a moment. Can you stick with us, uh, Footloose? Yeah. More in sure. moments with Footloose here. He's on our line on uh, Discord. Sounds great, by the way. Uh, if you want to sound that good, get on our Discord server over at discord.lrn.fm. You want to weigh in on this uh, proposed protest, a simultaneous uh, mass protest in various different cities across uh, New Hampshire, southern New Hampshire, 855-450 free, or maybe you could do this where you live. It's free. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org DiviProject.org It's Free Talk Live, and you can take control of these airwaves here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE like freedom. That's 855 855- Four five zero three seven three three. We have the Discord call in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. In the studio with you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. Also, if you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash, then AnyPay can help make that happen. You ought to download the AnyPay Cash Register app and begin experimenting with AnyPay. Learn how it works. It's pretty easy to get it set up. You put your Bitcoin Cash and Dash or even Bitcoin SV uh, wallet addresses in the back end. They even take Bitcoin BTC uh, there in the back end, and then you're ready to start accepting crypto payments. Now, AnyPay is going through some changes right now that are going to cause some issues with certain wallets. Unfortunately, we just discovered this uh, within the last few days and so we hope to announce uh, when those issues are being worked out. Some wallets are working fine, other wallets not so much. Uh, so that's uh, something there's in, that's in transition there. But still worth looking at, still worth checking it out, getting uh, familiar with the AnyPay Cash Register app available on iOS or Android devices. It's AnyPayInc.com. That's their website, AnyPayInc.com. As we continue here, we were talking with Footloose. He is on with us from Manchester, New Hampshire. Now, Footloose, you were saying that you want to do a uh, coordinated protest in multiple cities across southern New Hampshire. 
that in your mind would involve a hundred plus people walking sort of across the side the uh the crosswalks like on a main street or wherever walking across the crosswalks only to turn around into a different crosswalk and walk back across the crosswalk the idea being that normally when you know and, and again i'm against holding up traffic generally as a rule as a protester it's just my personal preference i think that it's i think you you make enemies doing that but a lot of the time when you see people doing the holding up traffic protest they're just standing in the road or maybe they're slowly walking in the road up the road totally blocking traffic in this case and so and then and so what they get charged with if they get arrested in that case is disorderly conduct and disorderly conduct the statute is actually written to prohibit people from getting in the way of traffic either on the sidewalks or on uh the roads if you're in the way of the flow of traffic then you get disorderly but in this case you would be just crossing the street it's just that you're crossing the street with a hundred other people and it's all going in a you know an orderly fashion uh (laughs) one at a time and so therefore it would take a long time for that amount of people to cross the street so it's an interesting proposal and i wanted to hear what you thought about it nobody as somebody who's been involved Mm -hmm. in uh, a number of protests uh for a long time just as i have um it's uh I mean, I think I have similar feelings to you in that when I go to protest, I'm not there to inconvenience the people. I'm there to inconvenience the government. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so that um, that does tend to be an issue. Also, people seem to be uh, very happy to run people over with their cars if they linger in the street a little too long during a during a protest. These uh, these well, they days. would be hitting someone in the crosswalk, and you would have an automatic lawsuit. Just saying. I mean, there's definitely. Well, but you that might be have a broken to... leg too, so yeah. I don't know if the, the Your survivors yeah. might have just a saying. loss. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think this comes down to strategy, and ultimately, I, I'm not against um, utilizing more uh, stronger. Uh, mm-hmm tactics um but i don't necessarily know if it makes sense in this particular case okay i'll give you an example of where i think a roadblock protest is a good idea when you're targeting a government facility specifically so i can think back to i think it was during the uh, the bradley manning trial uh where they actually or maybe it wasn't black maybe it was just around that time anyway a group of activists it, i think it was actually immigration related they were blocking cpb the customs and border patrol uh or or the military or something like that there was a certain like military base and there was a road that only went to the military base so there wasn't like a neighborhood or something like that on on this road there were no other businesses on this road it was just to get access to this government facility block that road all day long <laughs> i i don't care you know that to, to yeah. me that doesn't yeah. matter if you're blocking the state road with only state agents who travel that road got no problem with a roadblock there yeah i mean the government was my enemy before i started and it will be my enemy when i'm done so mm-hmm. so so that's that's an invariant um the uh but this is the thing nobody wants to upset the government everybody's yes, afraid to I upset do. the people who are supporting this the only people that are going to be upset about us trying to get an answer from the governor in my opinion is the complicit silent people it depends i, I don't it's, know about that how about how if we long... show up with a nice loud speaker I mean, um and where? uh show up where uh at his mansion oh, you God, know, the show governor. up with two thousand watts and uh <laughs> and just see how he likes our music um that it would probably it would certainly irritate some people besides 
besides the governor. But I don't uh, know how close the neighbors are. I've never been to his house before, so I don't know. You know, if he's got a know, huge yard, it looks like he's got a large yard from what I, I've seen. I, photos. You know, I feel I really feel like the, these tactics, uh, you know, could be you know even go a lot farther than you're you're talking about here. Um, I just don't know that the, the timing. Yeah, this it, could be national. Need, I mean, this could well, easily be a national. No, thing. I I think you need enough of the you you need enough people, and I, I don't know that there's going to be enough people. You know, to be honest, well, to to really. How about this? You could have ten people doing going across one 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 crosswalk and circling back and recrossing over. I mean, if you only have ten people, if that's all you got, you can. You know what I mean. And then you can in that stop case, every then you you do get people. You know, you're not going to inconvenience too many people because the question is, how long are you really wanting somebody to sit there in traffic and possibly start fuming and, and, at you? Who is this hurting? What's, it's not, what's the purpose of slowing down traffic, though? There's lots yeah. of the, ways to make a purpose. statement that's, without that's doing that. That's the thing. This is this is the thing where people are looking at stopping traffic. That's just a casualty of the situation. Okay, stopping traffic is a necessary evil to get the point across that we could do this across multiple cities coordinated, showing solidarity to to get things done. So it's a threat. You you could show solidarity in lots of ways, though, that don't uh, that don't cause issues for other people. Um, and you know, if people are driving by you and you've got a hundred people by the side of the road, they're, they're still going to see that they're still going to be affected by whatever your message is positively or negatively, but they won't be, uh, actually inconvenient. This, this sounds to me like an ineffective threat. And the bigger thing is the publicity in the media and getting more people, uh, here in New Hampshire is, is really what you need because ultimately you, you're going to have to change effectively at the uh, at the ballot box i think um before you're going to have enough people to really make a difference from a you know a, a violent standpoint if, if you're going to talk about self-defense well i didn't hear any talk about self-defense yeah i don't know about self-defense or anything like that no violence i know i I'm, I'm getting i think what, he's just looking to get answers right, from right the, right the but what i'm saying is goon. i don't necessarily i don't necessarily see this as having an effect Oh, uh, it won't have an effect on Sununu. He won't care. Yeah, right. Like it's, well, no, it's basically just. I mean, the whole idea is to get to the point of camping on the. I mean, we could just camp, start camping out in shifts on the state house lawn until we get him. I mean, we could. Just, I think that's a much better idea. How about if he got a hundred people yeah, to file different lawsuits against against? Yeah, but this you have state. to have attorneys. You have to have money. You don't have to have well, attorneys to file. You if you don't know what you're doing, you might as well just be wasting your time. I mean, you're probably going to what pay four hundred bucks for the to file and then something like that. No, 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 no. I was just talking to somebody about it the other day i've already contemplated it and said this needs to be Lawsuits. done i've mentioned it to some yeah. people mandamus is called the petition for rid of mandamus and whenever a public official is not doing their fulfilling their public duty per the statute and the constitution whatever you can file a uh, rid of mandamus with the court to order them to do their job basically hmm. rid of so, mandamus was the first case to be decided by the supreme court does it cost yeah. money to file a rid of mandamus it's no, it's cheap. If it is, it's, you can file. It's not. It's not expensive. Is it, it something is. that somebody can do without an attorney? Because a lot of people yeah. are intimidated. Anybody by... Anybody can do it. I've done it. I've yeah, done you it. can do it, pro se. And if you've got a hundred people working on it, mm-hmm. once a few of you know how to do it, you can show the rest. You can copy, copy and it, it would be yeah. quite educational. I've uh, been... Stand by. If you want to keep this going, 
you can. We'll bring you back sure. here in just a moment. Uh, he's uh, one of the activists up here in New Hampshire, a native, actually. We interviewed him for uh, three hours from ForkFest uh, a few weeks back. 855-450, free, like freedom. You can join us here on Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom. It's 855-450-3733. But how do we get from here, where we don't have a whole lot of freedom, you know, we still got some, but uh, to a place where we can have more freedom? It's not an easy road, and there's a lot of disagreement along the way. Not everybody agrees on the uh, the tactics, on the direction uh, that should be taken. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. And uh, also want to make sure to say thank you to Roscoe S. Roscoe is a Free Talk Live amplifier. Uh, he is a silver amplifier. That means Roscoe is contributing five bucks a month to the AMP program, and AMP allows you to get behind what we do here and to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations, bring new internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. If you like that, if you like what we do, then please help us out by joining the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. A-M-P amp.freetalklive.com. We go back to Footloose. He's on the line with us from Manchester. He's uh, an activist out there, freedom lover, uh, New Hampshire native, talking about putting together a mass protest uh, with uh, with different cities taking place at the same time, that's going to be one of the challenging aspects of this is getting that level of coordination. Uh, given that you know, there's probably some level of support for the idea of holding the governor to account because he's awful and has been just absolutely terrible. Not the worst governor in the United States, but by no means in the top you know top ten best. Uh, to try to hold this person accountable by going and walking through traffic, ultimately with the goal to potentially uh, converge on the governor's, not the governor's property, but the uh, the state house with a campout. Now, Chris, you sounded like you were actually a little more interested in the campout side of things. Is that right? Yeah, it's it sounded uh, certainly more interesting uh, to me from a from a you know activism standpoint. Because then you're only on the state property in that yeah, case. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm not saying any of this is going to work or I think any of this would work. I'm just saying I, I think I, I like the idea better. Well, protests generally don't work to do much of anything with the right. exception of bring people together for a networking opportunity. They can meet people they haven't met <laughs> yeah. before. And I think that's one of the benefits. But you very rarely will actually me, have any kind of change to the right. government. Well, so they also let people know. So. Let, me, it is. let me back up, too, for a moment. So I, I, I don't think it's ineffective from a publicity standpoint. I think it can be effective from a if publicity standpoint. If the media comes out, you can get some publicity. <laughs> Um, People will take selfies or whatever. They'll right, take right. pictures as they're going past. But I don't necessarily know that the, the you know a, a, a given protest in and of itself is going to have any effect. It's it, from my perspective, act, the thing that I like about activism, at least activism that I participated in in New Hampshire, is and you've gone up against the police. By yeah, the way. I have. Yeah. It's it's getting the message out there that we're here. There's people, uh, you know, liberty minded people in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and there, there's a migration movement. And if we want to have getting a real it out effect, outside of New Hampshire, yeah, getting mm-hmm. it in. in, in it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it, you know, obviously there's probably going to be not that many people outside New Hampshire that see it, but you know, you keep, you keep up that activism and you keep up that publicity and then people find out about the, you know, the different resources like freaking.com and, and, and things like that. And they learn about the movement. And if you don't do the activism and you don't get that publicity, how do you expect to grow a movement? Mm. 
Right. So I've, I've just for the record, I've posted the idea in a number of groups and none of the, none of these organizations are willing to be affiliated with it, but Mm -hmm. the individuals are backing it. Not all of them, probably 50, 50 so far. And uh, like it is now. Yes. But there is support we've had. So Portsmouth wasn't even on Portsmouth and Keene wasn't even on the list until people asked for them to be on the list. Mm -hmm. So there are people that are interested in it. And can I can I do a plug to the group and the page? What's what's the website? So it's on Facebook. It's absolute defiance page. You can also check out the Absolute Defiance YouTube channel. We have a bunch of videos from some of the past rallies, uh, interviews of people that were there and whatnot. Um, so we should and, say it's on Facebook until Facebook decides it's not on Facebook yeah, I, anymore. It just seems like such a bad idea to use Facebook <laughs> for anything these days. Aren't they just pulling accounts nowadays because anybody so that goes against the state just, is considered a terms of service violation? The Zuck was just in front of Congress. Uh, there was a leaker at Google and Facebook. You know, there's a few leakers, but uh, Spiro Skouras just interviewed the guy. And um, there was antitrust hearings with the Twitter Twitter guy, um, Jeff Bezos, Facebook, and um, uh, I can't remember the other one. But anyways, there was antitrust hearings. And so I feel like, oh, and YouTube. So there's pressure on them about the censorship. Uh, Spiro Skura's channel was actually taken down for 24 hours. Another group that I'm in is Collective Action uh, Against Bill Gates. And that's a humongous group. It, it, was, it, was, it was just made a few months ago, and it's almost 200,000 people in there. That group was taken down and then came back um, 24 hours later um, this past week as well. So mm. the censorship thing, you know, we never know what's going to happen with that. We can move on to other platforms. Obviously, um, you know, it, it is what it is, but we have the ab- mm. absolute defiance page. I manage it. I'm pretty careful about what I put out there. You know, anything Bill Gates related gets fact checked. It is what it is. Those are the only posts mm. that I've ever had fact checked and the fact checks never address the central point. You know, and that and and that that it is what it is. But anything that hasn't been fact checked, then well, there's veracity to it, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> like hands down, you know what I mean. If everything's not getting fact checked on my page, but if anybody's interested in doing this event or something like this, these type of uh, events, we have a group called um, Action Items. That is part of the page. So if you like the page, you want to join the group, try to find the group. Um, it's like an anarchy logo with a pen with some wings, black and white. Cool. Uh, you know, I, I like I said, I am real cautious about holding up traffic. I would say if, if we're going to cross the street... I would support it as long as there's a break after a minute or two of, uh, of folks. Because if I were sitting in a car trying to get somewhere, if I supported the protesters, I'd be more tolerant. And like maybe if I were sitting there for a couple minutes, it wouldn't be a problem. But if you go over, I think, a minute or two of people sitting in traffic, you're going to start really upsetting a lot of people. So as long as there's a break in the uh, in the chain, I would say I support that uh, and would be willing to participate in in an event like that. And and you know, so I'd, I'd be interesting to see how. 
many people can turn out? Because I know that in another week, there's actually going to be a protest here in Keene, New Hampshire, where there's a lot of people coming in from outside of Keene. Uh, there was one in, in Plymouth recently. Which these are both college towns that have, uh, as of yesterday, Keene City Council voted in a mask mandate here in Keene. So there's going to be a mask freedom event or a you know make your, cho- make your own choice kind of event about uh, masks. And that's going to be happening uh, on the 15th, which is a Saturday coming up in, a, in about a week from now. Uh, so, But there's going to be a lot of people coming in from around the area. The last one they did in Plymouth, they say they got like upwards of 100 to 150 people, and that was with people coming from outside of Plymouth. But that's people coming from outside of Plymouth. Right. So now you start divvying that up amongst five different cities. It's going to be harder to get to 100 people per city. It's going to be a pretty – I'm not going to say it's an unreachable goal. It's it's doable, but uh, it's not easy. It's not an easy sure. thing to do. So I'm, I'm interested to see how it turns out. Uh, keep us in the loop either off the air or on the air about how this develops footloose and was there anything else you wanted to share with us tonight no that's it you know just uh join the group if anybody has any good ideas we don't have to we don't have to stop traffic or hold up traffic we could do something else i think the point is to do a coordinated multi-city uh thing and we just really need to put the pressure on the governor uh, in any way possible, and if anybody has any ideas, well, I know nobody had said that he would be willing to go to the governor's house if another twenty people would go with him. Uh yeah, if we can get, uh, I've I've got a, th- I I generally don't believe in doing small protests because, uh, or at least not too small, just because it 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 looks like nobody agrees with you, even if people do. Um, but yeah, I would definitely be be down to do that, and I I would have absolutely no qualms about irritating the piss out of him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, let's look at that. Hey, thanks, Footloose man. I appreciate it, and we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you again here. By the way, Footloose was uh, with us last week at uh, the uh, the nightcap, and we had a, a great time here in Keene, where we've been doing these nightcap events for the last. Uh, I think this is going to be week number nineteen. And the whole point of these events was to protest, uh, but have a good time, too, because if you're not having fun, you're, you're doing it wrong. Uh, but to, to protest the governor who his highness or his excellency or whatever he put in this uh, mandatory stay-at-home order back in, I think it was March, and we figured the first thing we ought to do is go out. So if they're going to put a stay-at-home order in, we're going out. Heck yeah. And that's Thanks what we did. Me. And you even showed up on that with, uh, with a mask on. Oh, so, yeah. Just to show your support for uh, the concept. Absolutely. Toll free number, but but we're not standing in anybody's way. We're just hanging out in Central Square. We're you know maybe openly drinking some uh, some you know beverages and such uh, <laughs> down there. Eight fifty five four fifty free like freedom. You can bring up what you want. Hour number three is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, The Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block, and that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. 
Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. As always, you can join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And in the studio with you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. And uh, so you can call in, talk about whatever is on your mind. You know, yesterday we were talking about the new checkpoints that are being put up around New York City. And it's likely that if New York City gets away with this, and by all evidence they're going to, uh, that other cities will start to follow suit, maybe even states. We saw Florida doing it uh, during the COVID crackdown that they had a few months ago. And apparently there's some other restrictions going on uh, in place, in different places, including Massachusetts, just to the south of us here in New Hampshire, where we're broadcasting from. Massachusetts, one of the most restrictive states, has decided they are going to put severe travel restrictions on those coming from Rhode Island. Uh, According to new rules that took effect today... New rules that are going to restrict Rhode Island will include visitors from Rhode Island must fill out a travel form and they must quarantine or get a COVID-19 test. But according to WJAR at TurnTo10.com, it's unclear if going over the state line to simply go shopping or for another casual trip is even allowed. Even the mayor of a border city, Attleboro in Massachusetts, says he doesn't know the answer. The mayor says, quote, you can walk across the street and you're in Massachusetts. Or sorry, this is another guy, another person, uh, Nikki Essen, said that. Uh, she's from Pawtucket, Rhode Island. And she says that's why, at least I presume that's Rhode Island. Is Pawtucket in Rhode Island? Or is that I Massachusetts? I got no idea. Uh, anyway, it's apparently like right across the street from Attleboro in Massachusetts is this town, Pawtucket. I again, presume that's Rhode Island. Uh, she says that's why she makes a very short trip from Pawtucket to shop at the Market Basket supermarket in Attleboro. She says it's convenient because we live on the line, she says. She understands why Massachusetts is putting in new restrictions on Rhode Island travel. She says they're taking precautionary measures. It's needed. The numbers are going up, she said. So she supports it, but she doesn't understand it. She supports the idea of having travel restrictions, but she even though she's in support, cannot explain to you what those travel restrictions are. You know, <laughs> some things are easier to support when you don't understand so, uh, them. You know, <laughs> you know what's crazy is uh, what, 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 if, if, if you're going to have some sort of effect, you need an education campaign, not a not not not, uh, not violence. That's not going to achieve anything. Well, um, sometimes they'll start by uh, just threatening. So they won't write a ticket for the first several weeks. They'll they'll just pull people right. over and say, you're not allowed to come here without a quarantine. Now you now we've warned you and now you know for next time. And then if you get caught again, that's right. when the ticket comes out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just not convinced that people are going to ha- or the state is going to be able to have enough of an effect on this. She understands why Massachusetts is putting in the restrictions, but it's unclear how far the the rules go. NBC10 reached out to Governor Charlie Baker's office and other state officials seeking clarification. The answer that they received is that there are exemptions to the travel restriction, like commuting to work or school for critical workers, for medical treatment, or to get on an airplane, train, or bus. Shopping, even for essentials like food, is not on the exemption list. 
NBC 10's follow-up question specifically about whether crossing the state line for shopping is allowed under the new rules have not been answered other than by being sent the exemption list. So this comes back around to what our previous caller, Footloose, was complaining about. The the man calling himself governor here in New Hampshire isn't responding to emails. Now, you could understand that somebody in a role like governor probably gets a lot of emails. It's probably not something he responds to personally, right? He's probably got people for that. They have like a press guy who responds, supposed to respond to inquiries. Well, I wrote a letter, or a, not letter, but an, an email to these people a few months ago And I was asking them about business owners and whether or not they were going to be threatening business owners with violence, with, you know, fines and things like that, if they don't follow the governor's orders. And they didn't respond. Of course not. Why would they want to respond to that? If they say yes, they look bad. If they say no... They look bad to a different group of people, right? So the better the <laughs> better choice much, for them is to do nothing. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, such a true statement. Uh, politicians they they basically just they, they change their position depending on who they're talking to. Absolutely, um, they're, they're just slimy. Bunch of liars. Yeah, bunch of liars. So you're not getting answers from the governor in Massachusetts about whether or not people can come shopping in uh, in Massachusetts now with their new rules. Beverly Ring of Attleboro, Mass said it's definitely a problem. Absolutely. She owns property across the state line. She says it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for us that are this close. A lot of people going back and forth between Rhode Island and Massachusetts. She says I'm meeting my daughter right now. She lives in Rhode Island. Attleboro Mayor Paul Haru told NBC10 News he doesn't know the answer about shopping. The city's health agent sent an email to the Department of Public Health Thursday morning saying he's getting a lot of questions about cross-border shopping and needed an answer fast, but hadn't gotten one by late Thursday afternoon. So they won't even answer their own bureaucrats about this. They probably they, they they didn't take. I mean, I think part of the problem. You think they thought about that? They didn't take everything into account, right? And mm-hmm. uh, now they're just trying to force it out there, and it's like, well, we don't know because we didn't actually take this into account. He says, "quote I mean, unless this is another resident of Providence, uh, which, again down there in Rhode Island, says he will continue shopping in Attleboro. Quote I mean, unless they tell me I can't, I really don't see how they can enforce it unless they stop everybody on the highway. And indeed, I mean this." To enforce things like this, this public health crackdown insanity is going to take so, further and further crackdown measures like yeah. quarantine, mass uh, they, quarantines, and uh, and checkpoints like they so, have in New York City. So they're now. they're going to be probably doing like random checkpoints and pulling cars over uh, and asking for papers. And and that's if the you sort got a Rhode Island plate, they'll pull you over. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know. Whether or not that extends beyond like New York City, I don't know, but it's certainly what New York City. You mean checkpoints? Yeah, um, having checkpoints and basically... no. Right now it's New York City, but that could change. Right, right, and, and New York City is like you know that's a big city, a lot of people. They have a lot of money, you know, in government there, and it's not necessarily the case everywhere. So mm-hmm. it, it certainly will be interesting to see you know what uh, you know other places like Rhode Island uh, are able to pull off, or you know New Hampshire, or you know so many other states that just don't have you know this huge industrial. You know, a uh, government complex um, of bureaucracy. I mean, they have they do have some, but it's not it's not to the same degree as New York. According to a different story from WJAR, starting today, Rhode Island will no longer be on their list of lower risk states, which means that travelers from Rhode Island must fill out a travel form and quarantine for 14 days unless they can provide a negative COVID-19 test that was administered with uh, within 72 hours of arriving Massachusetts. 
So they say there's an exemption in the travel order for students and workers who regularly go to a fixed location. And uh, earlier in the day, three other states also added Rhode Island to their list of required self-quarantine because of the uptick in cases and positive test rates. So this is apparently affecting Rhode Island, but it is not yet affecting New Hampshire. Uh, But that said, Massachusetts, not exactly a friendly place for people that love freedom. But the amazing thing is that so many people are still in these places. Maybe this is a good time to propose that uh, New Hampshire-Massachusetts border wall. No, I'm not going to propose mm. that. But but what I would propose is that people are going to make Mexico pay for it. Yeah, I like that idea. Let's have Mexico pay for the the border wall in New Hampshire and Mass. I don't want a border between, wall. I mean, I want to welcome I know, people. I, who, I don't uh, either. Who come, um, want to get out of Massachusetts. Well, what what, what about a one way border wall? I want to welcome people who want to get out of New York. Who people who love freedom. Right, I want right, to welcome right. those people here because look, if you're in New York and now they're putting up checkpoints. What is it going to take to get you to realize that it's not going to get better? Because why would a libertarian, like what sort of things would be going through a libertarian's mind if they're staying in New York? There's the typical excuse of, well, it's where my family lives. It's where my business is. Or it's where my business or my job is. Okay, those are your typical excuses. But really, I mean, like, is it really going to be a good life for your family? It's a if poor, you have to, poor excuses. Though. If you have to go to a checkpoint every single day before you can go to work, is that the kind of life you want for your family? What, what I don't understand is is how somebody could not have come to this conclusion already, already? independent of this, right? Like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, like I, I'm just I, I don't know. Like it's like this is you know this is what you know this is like what I always wanted as a little kid, right? And yet total somehow, tyranny in New York City. No, 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 no the opposite. Oh, okay. I mean, New Hampshire, the migration oh, movement. Okay. And yet it's like it was this impossible dream and yeah. and yet it's but you're here, here. You're and here. the first the moment i heard about it it's like i have to be in new it's hampshire obvious, right? right like, like yeah, how, how is anybody who supports freedom not in new hampshire i don't understand that. great question 855-450 free if you can answer it 855-450-3733 free talk It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Intercoin is help, uh, built to help democratize power to the people and their local communities. Cryptography enables people to hold secure and private elections about any matter of community governance and could even be used for securely tallying and reporting results for national elections. Intercoin has also pioneered provably random polling that's unaffected by poor voter turnout or spoiler effects. It can be used to continuously adjust levers of monetary policy, such as how much UBI to issue the next day. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and in meat space. We think that that's important here on Free Talk Live, so we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom is important, too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. Intercoin.org. Uh, Chris, just a moment ago, you asked the question to the audience: If uh, you know, if you love freedom, what are you doing not being in New Hampshire yet? You got places like uh, New York City, where they now have uh, checkpoints set up across the city at various different entry points, such as bridges and so on. Uh, you've got Massachusetts now with mandatory, uh, you've got to fill out some sort of form if you want to come into Massachusetts and self-quarantine for 14 days. Oh, wow, that's been extended to Mass as well, huh? 
Oh yeah, that's I what we were just talking that. about. We uh, were just talking about it right before this this segment in the last segment. Oh, okay. The story was about how Massachusetts uh, is uh, is mandatory or mandating that people from Rhode Island fill out a quarantine. Oh, oh right, form. right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They have to fill out a form if they're going to come in. And there's some questions about does that apply to people who want to just go shopping at the market basket? You know, that gotcha, kind of gotcha, thing. gotcha. Uh, so yeah, so Massachusetts has actually had that for a while. Yep. It's just that now it's applying to Rhode Island where it didn't initially apply to Rhode Island. So that's what brought it into the news okay. again. Okay. Uh, and it's not just those two states; it's other states as well that are putting on restrictions and more restrictions and more restrictions yeah so, so your right, question so new was, york and mass at minimum what else do you know about what other states are doing this so um far? i'm not sure what what all states are doing the the same travel restrictions but there's a ton of restrictions on various different activities such as running a restaurant or uh, you know running a bar or right. whatever some I'm states are more of the filling out a form Good question. That's I don't know. That, that really would be something about. somebody could do some research on and probably find. I bet you there's a list of uh, states out there that are, are requiring yeah. this. Yeah, like I said, I, the, I, I was disturbed. I actually went through the entire forum for New York, and I was disturbed by the personal information that they were demanding. They were adult data, dates of birth. Yeah, like, they want to know who you are, phone numbers. Phone numbers. Yeah, they want to be able to text you. What if I don't have a phone number? Maybe they'll give you one. Mm. Uh, there was all sorts of information that would basically be like some people wouldn't be able to comply with it. I suspect they'll give you a damn phone because they they want to know where you are when you're in uh, New York. They want to be able to call you and find Maybe. out if you're where you say you are. There ain't no such thing as a free phone. But you phone. couldn't you can't even mm. comply with the law if you don't have a phone in the first place. I'm to saying, they may give one to you. You know what I mean? Like they may be like, well, here's but you're the supposed phone. to submit this application and then print off the paperwork that says. Oh, I suspect they're going to have and that then have that paperwork you. with you when you cross the border. I expect that if you they get would pulled over you. and you don't have this, then they'll. I find think they're going to give it right? to you. No, no, no. If you're coming into New York City, yeah, they're going to likely have paperwork for you. What I believe I was reading is you were supposed to submit it before you enter the state. I suspect that that's what they would want, but there's going to be a ton of people who don't know about that. They're just going to yeah. get pulled over at the checkpoint for the first time, and they're going to tell them, you got to have this paperwork, and they're going to probably have copies of it on hand, yeah. and then somebody's going to pull over to the side of the road and spend a half an hour filling it out or however long well, it takes. I mean, yeah, I mean, but the thing is there was fines associated with it. So, I, I mean, I... Yeah, the fines are if you don't cooperate with the rules once you're inside okay. the city. Maybe, yeah. I, Let's I, go I don't the, fully understand it. Your phone calls and thoughts, uh, and I suspect a lot of people don't yeah, understand I don't, I doubt it. anybody fully understands you know, it. you got to have an attorney if you want right. to figure that crap out. Or Andrew in Texas, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey there. Hey, Andrew, you're on the air. Thank you. Uh, well, I wanted to note here that it's good that people who love freedom want to move to different states. I commend that. But we also have to be aware of the quality of people that move. I'll give you an example. It's the Texas effect. I mean, you have people in California who are liberal, who have, and when I say liberal, I don't mean libertarian. I mean people with, who call themselves liberal but possess authoritarian ideas. Mm-hmm. They come into Texas. It's a free state. Texas is turning blue. It's is Texas a free state? I heard that Texas has a mandatory mask order. <laughs> yes. Well, it depends where you go. I mean, major cities, yes, but why? I heard it was that? statewide. Look, is that not true? It is, but remember, it's a lot of there's a lot of variable enforcement, especially if you have mm-hmm. some of these rural counties. Sure. I mean, I got a I got a friend in Tennessee who says the same thing. So I can tell you that yes, there is a lot of enforcement, but that's being driven by people with very hardcore left-wing policy. Here's, they come in, they get, I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. So here's what I want to say. If, if you think that there is a free state right now, please don't move to New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah there, is, there, is, well, there is no free state. And I can, I can tell you that 
from my experience, a lot of this is related to people talk about demographics and, you know, migrants crossing the border and changing things. The biggest problem is migrants from in the country. It's people with crazy ideas in the cities who come to free states, places like New Hampshire, places like Tennessee, like Nashville, places like Georgia to Atlanta. They come into Texas to Austin, Houston, Dallas. They fill the cities. They start pushing their ideas, and then they run the whole states from those cities. And next thing you know, those states look no different than California, Connecticut, Massachusetts. I grew up in I grew up in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Agawam, and I can tell you, I don't miss it. But unfortunately, I'm seeing what I grew up with come to where I am now. Mm. Well, I mean, again, this is this is the whole reason for the migration movement in the first place. It's because if like-minded people don't move together in one place, you're never going to outnumber the people who are you know are effectively uh, statists. And those people are large numbers. I mean, look at the number of people who are willing to wear uh, goggles. We just were talking about that earlier tonight. It's 55% of Americans somewhat or are extremely willing to wear goggles if the government tells them to do it. I mean, they'll do almost anything they're told to do if they're afraid. Yeah, Yeah, they'll do almost anything. And that's exactly the problem is that you have a lot of areas where, yeah, there'll be mandatory enforcement. But a lot of that is selective depending on county, depending upon municipality depending upon who's in political power, because a lot of this is about political power and influence and making people do what we said because we said it. When you have the concentration of people in a major metropolitan area that can force their will, next thing you know, it starts driving policy for the whole state. And that's a big problem. Well, actually, it could be a good thing, though, in that I mean, imagine we were out out from under the federal government and all the states didn't have to be more or less the same, then it would make sense for the liberals to move to the liberal right. states, for the conservatives to move to the conservative states, and the libertarians to move to New Hampshire. They'd be less likely to stay and fight where they currently are if they knew that there was a real clear choice that they could go to and just have the policies they already want. Uh, exactly. Andrew, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. And that's part of what we're trying to do here is to put the word out about New Hampshire. No, it is not a free state. There's no such thing. You know, that's an oxymoron on anyway the idea that you could have a state and have it be free you can't uh, but the idea is to make this place more freedom friendly than it already is and arguably new hampshire is already the most freedom friendly of all of the the 50 states i, I think you make a good argument there and a point pretty st- strong argument for that yeah. check out the freedom in the 50 states study although they said florida was tying with new hampshire recently which is unbelievable to me <laughs> have uh, they lived in florida yeah, i don't understand <laughs> uh why they said that but there's a whole study behind it anyway we got more on the way you can share your thoughts with us toll free 855-450 free it's free talk live the young lady from the rescue delivered happy he was missing hair stinky scabby the cause of his issue was poor nutrition it was neglect d-i-n-o-v-i-t-e dot com we've been using dinobite and within a couple weeks his skin started clearing up he didn't smell he had more energy a glow and a bounce about him you get some Dynavite, how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot It's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves here. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in-line rooms 
over at discord.lrn.fm. In the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. And nobody. And Chris. And, of course, you can uh, bring up anything you want. Again, uh, Discord is not just for calling in. It's also for hanging out with other Free Talk Live listeners, talking about a variety of different topics. There's a bunch of different rooms there in which you can have text chat discussions. There's even some voice chat line, kind of like party line uh, rooms. You can go and check those out. It's free over at discord.lrn.fm. So... We've been talking a lot about the uh, the mask situation here tonight, and you know I wish we didn't have to talk about this. I wish there were other things that were in the news we're talking about, but this is affecting a lot of people right now. There are a lot of states, even even so called free state Texas, according to our last caller, yeah, okay. where there is uh, yeah. By the way, if you go to the Freedom in the Fifty States study, I don't think Texas is even in the top ten. Uh, I'll, I'll pull that up here if we get the get the chance, but it's I think it was like mid pack. Yeah, what? I, I've never understood what gives people the idea that Texas is is free because they've always been famous for law enforcement that'll just take a walk on your face. Oh yeah, they've been. Um, uh, if you've got if you've got a marijuana, you're going to a felony. Yeah. in Texas, there is a lot of different things that are banned or would be banned in Texas if it wasn't for like Supreme Court rulings and things of that nature too. Texas, according to Freedom in the Fifty States, which is Freedom in the Five Zero States dot org. Uh, that's their website is currently number 21 so it's mid-pack at best mm. it's not even in the top 20 of uh of the freest states so not even close and the place is humongous so it's impossible to have any kind of effect you know if you're a relatively small group like we are like libertarians yeah. are the reason why uh, texas wasn't even included in the list of states for the free state project is because it's too big there are too many people living there there's what 26 yeah. million or something like that and I, I think i think a lot of times people don't really understand why new hampshire right like it wasn't just picked at random because somebody liked new hampshire i mean the whole no it was idea, voted it was voted on it was voted on but the whole idea behind new hampshire was that there are people um there are people that the, basically the population is concentrated in a certain area there's within, southern new hampshire yeah within basically. southern new hampshire within about two hours um is yeah, we most can, of the population we're all and, the way on the west side of the state and it only takes two hours to drive all the way to the east side right and not only that even even from here it's only an hour to uh, the state house to concord right. so it's really easy to organize and uh, there's other factors like the population size, right? You can't have an impact if the population is, you know, too big in a state or too spread out, or that's um, right. The number of representatives. That's why Wyoming example, didn't win and New right, Hampshire did. Right. But to so, me, the most important thing about New Hampshire is the tradition of liberty here. Mm, yeah. Sure. That people still think about it. That people still say, "Live free or die." It's on. The, it's on the license plate, which is kind of humorous. Which is ironic. But, uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, it's very ironic. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, so it's it's not it's not gone. It's just going. It's going every freedom is going in the wrong direction everywhere. Everywhere, and so New Hampshire is um, a little slower in yeah, that direction yeah. than some other states. So, but that's why we need more people here, exactly. um, and that's why people have been moving so that we can have some pushback, and eventually, hopefully, we can go in the opposite direction, in the pro freedom direction. Yeah, but really, we need a lot more people yeah. to to make the move up here. I mean, it's just absolutely we only have a few thousand people but, who've actually made know, the move so far, and, and it needs to be like. 
thousands more. Absolutely. More. Absolutely. Um, but again, this is also why it's with the whole idea originally was within our lifetime. Um, because the reality is, you know, a to get a lot of people to move is going to take a long time. Yeah, it um, is. And if people come in with unrealistic expectations. And they do. You're going to have people leave. And, and they do. And they do that. And so what I would tell people is come in with realistic expectations, you know, expect to live here and work with us towards, uh, you know, freedom to, to the best of your abilities and, uh, you know, and so forth. And, um, and, and eventually, you know, we might actually accomplish, you know, something more substantial. And it's not to say we haven't accomplished anything substantial. I think we, we, we got 20 times as many reps as any other state. So we have actual libertarians in yeah, the state house right. that happens here. So, and we've had some great court uh, battles. You've won against the police. Absolutely. Uh, Carla Garrick, the founder, or not founder, but one of the uh, presidents of the Free State Project, she won uh, in a very important police know your rights kind of uh, court battle. So there's been some really good court victories. The Robin Hooders here. Way in more Keene. than I can list. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's been a, a ton of them, and and this is with a relatively small group of people. Yeah, and we've had and we've turned New Hampshire into a crypto mecca. Keene, Portsmouth, these are two of the hot spots uh, globally for cryptocurrency acceptance. That's because of the activists. It's not some right. random chance. Oh, well, it just so happens to be these are great places. No, it's because of a handful of dedicated activists who go out there and talk to people about cryptocurrency, and it makes a difference. Even just a handful makes a difference. If we could have dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of people who are activists for freedom in every city all the major cities in new hampshire we would become unstoppable as a political force yeah it's and you know what's amazing is that even even when people come here and they don't really do a whole lot and they just live their life we i i, I still there's still some value still in that it's and, it's not yeah. it may not be to the extent of uh you know the idea of moving here for you know activism and, and so forth but it is still having an impact like just s- spending crypto, because they make right? friends and right. they you know join right. their community groups and things like that absolutely but even like even stuff like uh you know just you know you know now you're around people who have crypto and there's businesses right. that take crypto and and then you get a wallet and then you 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 buy or sell or um to buy stuff with crypto and, and and that helps the you know yeah sure it's a small thing but it is something it does have some impact and when you expand that to other causes as well you slowly start to see the you know the bigger picture I mean, even Massachusetts on this list of the freedom in the 50 states is number 23, which means Texas is oh, only geez. two spots better yeah. than uh, than Massachusetts. And Massachusetts is like an incredibly unfree yeah, place. Yeah, I, I was terrible. never I was never under any kind of illusion that we had a free state. And one of the reasons, actually, I remember when I was younger, uh, thinking, you know, uh, why I didn't move to New Hampshire, you know, prior to the you mm-hmm. know Free State Project and the migration movement in general was that it was it, yeah. So it's it's a, a motto, but a motto doesn't really mean that there's actual freedom, and so it wasn't no. worth my time and energy to move. But as soon as I realized that there were people moving, I'm like, I have to be there. Absolutely, and you did. You picked up your life. You picked up your business, I which did. is a big. I, I killed the business off. Yeah. I killed a small portion of wow. my income off, even uh, to move here. So. That's dedication, absolutely. And the question is, how bad does it have to get where you are before you realize that it's time to go? What's it going to take? Because if you're in New York City, you got checkpoints now. Okay, now that's not everywhere. That's not the whole country, but they had them in Florida a few months ago. So mm-hmm. if they've done it once, they can do it again. So it's only, is it only a matter of time before checkpoints show up in a city near you? It may very well be. 
so what do they have to do? How bad does it have to get? How bad do the taxes have to be? How bad do the restrictions have to be? How long are they going to tell you you can only have 25% of uh, people in your restaurant before you just decide, you know what, this isn't worth it anymore. I can't make any money. I'll just leave. If you're going to close my business down, well, now you've got more freedom to leave, right? Like before, if your excuse was, yeah, right. I've got a business here, well, now they're going to run you out of business. Yeah, Are you I, still going to stay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, people make up these excuses, and I, I really have to wonder, like, do they really value freedom? I mean, it's just, it's one of these things where... It, well, and it's okay to value things more than freedom. If you value your family and convenience of being where you are more than freedom, then stay where you are. Have but, fun. But to then call yourself a libertarian or, you know, you can still be a libertarian. You just don't I'm have, just like, it's just not your priority. Not, yeah, I don't know. I guess, Some people, business is their priority and they just want to make money and they think they're in a good, you know, New York City is a great city to make money in. It's a financial center. It's a place where there's international uh, people. There's a lot of opportunity for uh, for money to be made in New York City. Of course, you have to spend an it, arm and a leg to live it, there. But It seems like a poor excuse. It's like, it's like, it's just because. But that's because, because you value freedom more than most people. I, I do, but I think it's also a poor excuse in that, you know, New York City is not the only place to make money. No. I mean, this idea that you have to live in New York City, yes, yeah, certain businesses you may be beneficial you know living in one city over another but if you value freedom you know um there it's not like you can't operate businesses from outside of you know, new york city i mean most people who have businesses could operate from outside of new york city our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE like freedom you can join us here on the radio and take control of the airwaves this is free talk live 855-450-FREE or join us on our discord server over at discord .lrn.fm Free Talk Live. You dial in toll free. Bring up anything you want. Our number 855-450-FREE like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Thanks to Barefoot Anarchist, who is a gold amplifier here on Free Talk Live. Barefoot Anarchist contributing uh, 10 bucks a month. That's the gold level. Appreciate that. Uh, which we only ask for five, so he's doing twice as much. So definitely appreciate the support of the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's an idea to help you uh, or to help us get on new radio stations. You do it for five bucks or 10 or whatever mo- amount you can afford we definitely appreciate it it helps us market and promote free talk live and get on new radio stations across the country we've got over 190 stations i think we're like 194 or 195 uh somewhere in that range right now and it's thanks to listeners like barefoot anarchist you can get signed up with uh, bitcoin btc or you can use your debit or credit card or paypal over at ampamp.freetalklive.com david is on the line in new mexico david you're on free talk live go ahead yeah, like K-E-N-N in beautiful downtown Farmington, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really mad, man. My, my taxes went down uh, today. You're mad so, because your taxes went down? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to I feel like I'm, like I'm part of the society, you know. So I was paying 50 bucks a month, I mean a year, for my property taxes, and now Damn. they're zero. Wow, how does that happen? <laughs> well, because I filed a, uh, made, I filed a head of a household exemption and so my property value is so low like all the property in new mexico that now i'm below the the minimum taxable value and my property taxes are zero wow huh okay yeah. so new mexico so, isn't so bad after all i mean if you can get away with no taxes well, whatsoever on property I mean, so i mean that's one aspect of freedom sure. right i mean there's so many yeah, other yeah, things let me, let me give you let me give you the con- contradictory part i was in mm. court yesterday and this uh chick judge from uh, espanola 
uh, New Mexico, which is the heart of the corruption in New Mexico. If anybody knows anything about New Mexico, she uh, she she's a newbie judge too, a baby judge, and and uh, she threatened me with contempt because mm-hmm. I was I was uh, we we go on the record in the uh, I, I'm calling in I'm uh, uh, making a telephonic appearance, and I got an attorney that's also making a telephonic appearance with me, and uh, uh, even though I've had extensive 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 consultations with my attorney. She doesn't know everything that I know as far as, as uh, what my legal uh, uh, strategy is. And right. so the judge says a couple things that I object to. And my attorney doesn't object, so I say, objection. And the judge tells me to shut up. Right, because you're and not, I, because when you have an attorney in court, they are the only right. ones who can speak for you. Right. You cannot speak to that's, the judge directly. That's that's right, and that's and that's a problem, and that's one of the things that I I, I did that for a reason. I wanted to object on the record and have her tell me to shut up, mm-hmm. so that I'd have something to to appeal against. Because right. if you're sitting if you're sitting in a courtroom at the table with your judge, and some and something happens in the courtroom, and your attorney doesn't object, and you, you want can't to appeal. object, you can at least. You, you, well, yeah, you can't appeal, but you can lean into your attorney and say, hey, object to that. But right. when you're making a, tele, a telephonic appearance, it's supposed to be the equivalent of being in the courtroom. Right. And so, but you it, can't yeah. lean into your attorney because you're all on the same Zoom thing and you don't have right. a private channel uh, to talk to the attorney. Great point. Yeah. So. So I made a point of then addressing my attorney, uh, my attorney directory. I said my attorney will object for me, yep. and she made one of the objections that I that I had emailed her while we were talking. But I had there were a couple more, and so I, I made it clear on the record that we that I was uh, communicating with my attorney. And then Judge, uh, what's her name? Uh, this is public record, uh, Felicia Blea Rivera. She she tells me to shut up again, wow. or, or we're headed towards we're headed towards contempt. contempt. Unbelievable. Right. So anyways, that's a great uh, example. I'm really glad you brought that up because uh, in the courtrooms across the United States right now, first of all, in most places, a lot of places, there's no trials being held at all. But uh, but here in New Hampshire, they're going to have the first trial that they have yet had in the last several months. Uh, And it's going to happen here in Cheshire County this month. And there was a whole story about how they're going to be, you know, resetting up the courtroom and that no one's going to be allowed in the court unless they're like the victim's family members. There's barely any room for any of them. So if you're a member of the public and you just want to come in and and watch a trial, good luck. You're not going to likely be able to find a seat. And are they repealing the uh, speedy and public trial part from the Constitution as well? they claim that the trials would be viewable online. And yeah, so well, they lie. And that's what they're doing right now with the city council meetings is they're putting city council meetings yeah, online. So, so and I, this is a great point, though, that he's making here yeah. because you don't have full access to the trial. You can't watch what you want to watch. You can't talk to somebody who's sitting next to you. There's a lot of things you can't do. And people aren't going to they're not going to complain about it. They're denying access effectively to a percentage of the population which does not have. Yeah, you don't have Internet. Don't have. Well, not even the people who don't have Internet, but people who have not great Internet connections. Slow Internet. Who have uh you know don't have zoom um right you can't install zoom maybe um or you well, know what if you don't want to install zoom? right don't want to install you zoom. don't trust zoom. right um zoom is a privacy nightmare it yeah. is you know i mean it's a back door into your computer basically um you know there's all these things and it's like and the crazy thing is these these uh, governments are actually installing these applications on their own computer i mean they're just uh, i'm just yeah oh my god that reminds me did you hear about the porn that uh got played during one of the court hearings of the guy <laughs> 
Did you hear about this? The I guy, think so, yeah. The guy who they arrested for the Twitter hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, during his Zoom court hearing, somebody broke in with some, like, porn. Yeah, that was the judge being... didn't know how to use Zoom. Was it the judge the playing judge the, the porn? Because that would be really yeah. funny if it well, was accident, like the judge accidentally no, 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 broadcasts no, no, no. the porn no, okay. that he's watching so on his computer. So what my understanding of what happened was the judge didn't know how to mute, like, uh, or, like, kick the person from the room. Uh-huh. So... So the, that's how the court porn got played, uh, because they, the judge didn't know what to do. Hilarious. Yeah. David, anything else you want to share? Go ahead. Yeah. The uh, Let me give you, give you an exact quote. She said, I was being uh, disruptive and disrespectful to the court because I dared to voice an objection wow. and because I dared because I dared to attempt to communicate with my attorney. And and I, I believe that I have a, a right to communicate with my attorney, uh, even when some real time thing is happening that's going down and it's on the record. And and you need to have it. Uh, you need to act correctly on the record so you have something to appeal against. So when this judge uh, Felicia Blea Rivera was shutting me down, what she was doing was shutting down uh, avenues of appeal for me. Mm-hmm. So she was, which means that she was destroying. And I said this on the record that she was smashing due process process uh with her with her uh, uh threatening me with contempt how does criminal contempt work i, I do in... feel like i would object to the uh to the to the judges um telling me to shut up because that's that is a violation of due process so you should build you should build you that can up on appeal. object uh, the due yeah. process i mean you'll probably get thrown you may get in contempt, jail or something but, but that's my other question yeah, is how I mean, does contempt uh how does direct criminal contempt function when you're not actually physically in right? the courtroom because normally it's like all right that's contempt and then they send the bailiffs over and put you under arrest right. do they send the bailiffs to your right. house uh h- how does that work it, it, yeah well she what she what she would do uh, realistically is she would write out uh, a, a bench warrant for my arrest mm-hmm. and she would tell me i'm i'm swearing out a warrant for your arrest you can turn yourself in or you'll be picked up whenever wherever and if she was yeah. really pissed she would she, she would uh, you know uh, ask the she can't order uh, the law enforcement to come find me but if she's got some connections uh well but since she's from the most corrupt part of uh, new mexico espanola uh rio Arriba county with all those sheriffs i've been telling you about all all of these years one's in in federal prison right now um david uh, she, good she, call she, tonight man i definitely appreciate the story you bring up a really great point that how do you have a whisper conversation with your attorney yeah. in a zoom conference what am i you can't fa- oh go ahead you can't that's yeah. what i said one of my favorite lines from uh, Mae West, uh, if you remember her, was she was in court in one of her movies and the judge said, Madam, are you attempting to display contempt for this court? And she said, no, Your Honor, I'm attempting to conceal it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, there's a movie, Transformers, from 1986, the animated uh, version uh, of, the, of the film that they had, where they're in a uh, just a kangaroo court and, at one point, and the judge turns to one of the robots and says, silence, or I will hold you in contempt for this court. And uh, the response from the robot is, I have nothing but contempt for this court. <laughs> I always thought that was a good line. Someday I might use it. Yeah, that would be hilarious. (laughs) 
Uh, perhaps fittingly, this story from KrebsOnSecurity.com, a web-streamed court hearing for the 17-year-old alleged mastermind of the July 15th mass hack against Twitter was cut short on a recent morning after mischief makers injected a pornographic video clip in the proceedings. The incident occurred at a bond hearing held at a video conference on Zoom by Hillsborough County, Florida criminal court in the case of Graham Clark. The 17-year-old was arrested earlier this month on suspicion of socially engineering his way into Twitter's internal computer systems and tweeting out a Bitcoin scam through the accounts of high-profile oh. Twitter users. If it was this kid, he pwned Twitter. I mean, he, yeah, he yeah. owned these people. Uh, he had Barack Obama's account. He had uh, Bill Gates's account. Yep, yep. He had so many. It was really, if this was him. And by the way, I did hear that he's going not guilty. So we may end up with a trial oh, cool. here, or maybe he's just looking for a better plea deal. But uh, yeah, somebody play, uh, played some porn on the channel, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. And if you're on our Twitch and DLive, stay tuned because Nobody Tells the Truth is coming up here in moments at DLive.LR. All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post Show. I am Mark Edge coming to you for Free Talk Live. Today I have with me Dr. Babak Jerome. Did I get that right or mess it up? Uh, you nailed it. Excellent. From uh, Northwestern Medicine, and you're a neurosurgeon there, right? Uh, that's correct. I'm a neurosurgeon with Northwestern Medicine. When people are thinking about COVID and its symptoms, people aren't generally thinking about uh, neurological issues, but it's a big deal, right? It certainly is a big deal. We've seen an increase in the number of uh, patients with stroke and with uh, COVID infection. What kind of numbers are we talking about? I mean, you know, tens, hundreds, thousands? So as a proportion of patients who have a a significant COVID infection, we're seeing uh, signs of significant stroke in one out of 100 to one out of 50 uh, COVID-positive patients. And really, that's much higher than the average population. But that doesn't address even the milder symptoms of neurological dysfunction, such as confusion, delirium, and even neuropsychiatric disorders, such as psychosis, where quarter to half of uh, patients hospitalized with a severe COVID infection will even manifest those signs. What are the, when, when you're talking about psychosis, like, well, what's this, what's this look like when people are having a psychotic event uh, because of COVID? So it's important to remember that anybody who's hospitalized with anything severe, who spends days or weeks in the ICU on a ventilator uh, with uh, medications to get them to be able to tolerate all this care and with disturbed sleep-wake cycles, is going to be confused. And what we see is patients who are unaware of their surroundings, unable to respond appropriately, who are agitated, uh, who have memory lapses, and they require medication to try to calm them down and get them through this acute period of care. The other symptoms we're seeing is signs of actual stroke, where patients have weakness, numbness, facial droop, arm dysfunction, speech dysfunction, really signs and symptoms that they've had a mild, moderate, or even severe stroke due to blocked blood vessels. So if somebody's seeing some of these symptoms, um, and are these all the symptoms, uh, if somebody's seeing some of these symptoms, what do they do? Uh, I would ask your listeners to actually memorize a simple acronym. Uh, It's FAST, standing for Fast and Timely Response. So F is for face. If your loved one has got a drooping face, 
or A for arm, if your arm is weak or you can't hold it up, or S for speech, if you can't talk or you can't understand speech or your loved one's speech is gibberish, then T is for time. Call 911. If you memorize face arm speech, that's 85% or more of detected stroke in the public. Time is of the essence. Uh, brain dies at 2 million brain cells per minute in a large vessel stroke. So one thing I'd love everyone to remember is if you have those, don't hesitate. Call 911. COVID or not, the hospital is ready to provide you the care you need. Right. So, I mean, that's sort of the signs of a stroke, but people who have COVID. And is it people with COVID symptoms that are experiencing strokes at this uh, uh, 1 in 50 to 1 in 100 rate? Correct. So patients who have COVID positive uh, status are at a high likelihood of getting stroke. Stroke will have the same signs or symptoms by and large with or without COVID. COVID has increased the proportion of patients who are presenting with stroke. Uh, the flip side of that, unfortunately, is that we've had fewer calls to EMS and fewer patient visits because Patients seem to be fearful of reaching out or they're so focused on COVID, they forget about the stroke warning signs. Right. I mean, I, I understand people aren't wanting to go to the hospital these days. Uh, a lot of people have gotten ill from going to medical care facilities, but people, people at the hospital are the only ones that can handle strokes. Uh, true. The, the only thing I would honestly caution everyone is that these days, hospitals are the safest place to be. So while there may have been initial spread of infection in the same nursing homes, in today's world, before I can even get through the door of my hospital, I have a camera screening me for a fever. I have to answer a long question of all symptoms. I have to do that every day. Everyone in the hospital has to wear a mask. You can't even come into the hospital without one. So with all these precautions and with separation of COVID and non-COVID patients and separate wards and ICUs, the hospital is more safe than going to a grocery store. I urge patients, if you have any signs or symptoms, if you wait, it just gets worse and your recovery and our work becomes that much harder. Hospitals are safe. Call us. We're trained and ready to care for you. Don't delay. Are you saying that people who have uh, COVID symptoms should go to the hospital? Or are you saying people who have stroke symptoms should go to the hospital? Stroke symptoms. If you have COVID symptoms, and there's great websites, including the CDC, that will screen you. If it's, let's say, the simple checklist that all of us are asked to look into are if you've had a cough, if you've had shortness of breath, and if you've had fever, the very first thing you should do is self-isolate don't go out, self-quarantine, monitor yourself, and call your primary care physician. If your symptoms are worsened, then you need to go to the hospital in a timely fashion. But this is where your primary care physician is always available if your symptoms are mild. If your symptoms are severe, you need to call 911. So how's Northwestern caring for patients with uh, neurological complications of uh, COVID-19? Uh, a two-path process. One is really outreach, just to get patients to call us earlier so that we can get to them faster before the illness gets severe. And then once inside the hospital, we've realized patients with COVID are at a high risk of stroke, probably because COVID also causes thickening of blood, so to speak, to form blood clots inside the circulation, and that causes blockage of blood vessels leading to the brain. So we've instituted processes of adding blood thinners to the care of these patients. We have separate floors and separate ICUs with multidisciplinary teams with both neurological experts 
and lung specialists looking after these patients so we can detect and treat these symptoms. And if you do have a serious stroke, we are ready to immediately take you to the operating room and use a combination of catheters, wires, and clot busters to open up those blocked blood vessels and restore your chance of uh, good recovery. So staying hydrated is never a bad idea. Um, you know, there's never anybody out there who's like, drink less water. But um, do you think that during this time that maybe it's a good idea for people to, A, drink as much water as they should, and B, uh, maybe take sort of baby aspirin or something like that? You talked about blood thinners, but baby aspirin's kind of on the outs now with recent research. Um, well- what I would advise is, I think, uh, you know, remaining well hydrated uh, within limits of recommendations is a great idea. Uh, taking blood thinners or aspirin is something that you should only do under the advice of a physician. There are patients in whom aspirin is a fantastic drug to prevent secondary strokes. There's also patients in whom aspirin is contraindicated or doesn't help. This is where just going that extra bit to speak with your primary care physician is a huge help. Not only aspirin, looking after blood pressure, not smoking, exercising, a balanced diet, and keeping your diabetes and cholesterol under control are all great steps we can all take under supervision of our physician to prevent and reduce the chances of getting a stroke. Yeah, those are sound pieces of advice. Nobody's going to say that uh, exercise is bad and, and, and pick up that next cigarette, um, you know, just uh, just the way it goes, you know. I would be ecstatic if your listeners took that advice and put me out of business. Yeah. That would be the best day of my life. Deadliest thing you can do in the world is to smoke cigarettes. No doubt about it. Um, and you this, got it. And this COVID-19, <laughs> uh, it, you know, everybody's thinking about their health. Now's the time to make a few changes. So where can listeners go for more information specifically about neurological issues and COVID-19? I'd ask your uh, listeners to go to uh, uh, the website stroke.nm for northwesternmedicine.org. It's a great uh, landing site where you have a lot of excellent information on stroke detection, warning signs, stroke prevention, and stroke treatment. And uh, quite frankly, the CDC has a terrific website, cdc.gov, a wonderful source of unbiased information on the warning signs and symptoms of COVID, how to self-screen, and how to keep yourself and uh, your loved ones safe uh, through this pandemic. I have been spending an inordinate amount of time on the CDC's website recently at cdc.org. That's the Center for Disease Control. And it's just it's a very robust website. You can find lots and lots of things there. Um, Where do you think, you know, what do you have any sort of search recommendations for, you know, getting in on, on this website? Um, I, the simplest thing is just go to the main webpage. So type in cdc.gov, G-O-V. It's wonderfully organized, and uh, it's probably the most trustworthy source of information right now. Oh, it's cdc.gov. Pardon me. I was thinking of cdc.org. All right. Well, um, thank you for your time today, doctor. That's uh, Dr. Babak Jerome at Northwestern Medicine. And uh, I do want to thank you and your listeners for your time. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. Porcupine Real Estate.com
This is a pandemic survival alert and the most time-sensitive messages you will hear this year. You still have time to plant a one-acre crisis garden and secure a supply of your own nutrient-dense food. But time is running out, and it's one deadline you don't want to miss. Who should plant a crisis garden? Individuals, families, churches, communities, anyone or any group that sees hard times ahead. Let's face it, even the mainline media is talking about food supply disruptions and the growing number of grocery store workers who are becoming sick. But there's more. Meat packing plants are closing, mile-long lines at food pantries, and more farmers now in financial trouble. The truth is, growing nutrient-dense vegetables this summer may be the single most important thing you do. Go to survivalseedbank.com and watch the new video to understand what we're really up against. Get free bonus seeds, special quarantine reports, too. Don't wait. Every minute counts. Go to survivalseedbank.com. That's survivalseedbank.com. <laughs> 